This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio for the first time. Uh, <laughs> Don't gotta lie. They know. And they're Don't okay with it. We're, it's going to be edited and it's going to be perfect. No, this is just the good future. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that one. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Gamerscape Final Fantasy XIV Podcast. If you Jack's joining me today, we've got Zanidra, Aldino, Rook, and joining us as our Patch 5.4 guest reviewer, we've got Pook. Hello, Ooh. Pook. You. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Uh, seriously, thank you for the opportunity. This is exciting. We're excited to have you. It, I can't believe, you know, we, we, we always think about who we want to do for our guest reviewers. Um, and, and your name popped up. And I'm like, how have we never had Pook on the show? And so um, now we get to kill two birds with one stone. We get to get you on the show and we get to have you as our guest reviewer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm a rook prototype. That's actually probably the best way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the OG, original, beautiful, wonderful Pook. I'm so excited to have you on. We were. Pook I was like, like, he's like the the T one thousand of like the original Terminator. That's what <laughs> yes, <it is>, yeah. <laughs> that movie creeped me out when I was young. I love it now. Oh, absolutely. Like when I was, oh, oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Liquid metal guy. Now you're just like, oh, he got the, the power up from Smash. Cool. It's right at the uh, perfect time for like you know our generation to be terrified of like dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. I was. That's exactly alien. what I was thinking. How and many T-Rex nightmares did you have as a child? <laughs> oh my gosh. I so had none. I, I love dinosaurs. So even when they were trying to murder people, I was like, they're so cute. I love them. Oh man, <laughs> dinosaurs are all so those, great. All those nightmares of not wanting to like poop in an outhouse after that yep. out in like a public exactly. restroom. Because you never know. A T-Rex might show up. You don't know. You joke. You joke. But my partner literally has said that. Literally has said that she was scared as a child because of that. And you know what? Clever That's girl. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to admit, though, I have never seen The Terminator. Why? That's okay. We're going to have to have a movie. I've now. never seen The Godfather, and people always give me stuff about that one. I've never seen Labyrinth. Okay. All right. Oh. All right. That's, that's the movie I get a lot of trouble for, for not seeing. Yeah. We're going to have to we'll do see, movie now, night. Now you can approach yeah. it differently when you watch Labyrinth. One of those characters is kind of what they use to base the uh, the Ixali voice on. So, so now <laughs> there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, so it's or research. Or was it? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. Dark Crystal? No, it's Dark Crystal. You're thinking of the Dark Skeksy. Crystal. It was Charlemagne. The Skeksy. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I see. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't, okay. Whatever. I was I thinking you meant like uh, the the pink bird guys who throw their heads. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, a direct totally parallel Skeksy, to that in Final yeah. Fantasy 14. So. Oh. Yeah. Um, you really don't know the full lore of the game if you haven't actually kind right. of dug into the lore of those guys. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chad, how dare you not have seen every movie in the world? I know, right. right? I like to consider myself a movie buff too, and there's there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. It's embarrassing, but anyway, this is a fourteen podcast. <laughs> this is a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, yeah. Which is why Welcome we start movie by review. talking about everything that's not Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. It's fine. Um, you have to get all the other stuff out of your system, and then it's Final Fantasy fourteen time. There you mm-hmm. go. Pollock. There you Pollock. go. Yeah, that's how we right. focus. Yeah. So Mandalorian finale? No. Let's okay. not. Oh my god. Let's, we'll just that'll be two hours of us just. That'll be two Moving hours. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is our patch five point four review episode. So what that means is we are going to talk about things, um, things that in a were judgmental in patch fashion. Five point four. 
things like everything that was in patch 5.4, like the story. So if you have not done story, if you have not done the Emerald uh, Weapon quests, if you have not done anything that you don't want to be spoiled on, now is the time to leave. We would love, we we love to try have and, you here, uh, but we don't yeah. want to be responsible for ruining any any big things for you. So... We'll try to... and give a uh, heads up as we go. It's like, now we're going to talk about blah. So mm -hmm. if you have finished MSQ, sure. but you haven't finished Emerald Weapon, hang out for MSQ and then get out for Emerald Weapon. Yeah. So, um, and we will do this in chunks. So first we'll do uh, main scenario for this, for this uh, particular review. Um, previously, um, we would do MSQ and the dungeon together. Um, it was weird because we started off with them separate and then people were like, you should combine them because they're related. And we were like, yeah. And then we're like, eh, we weren't feeling it. Um, and just with the, the way that this patch kind of came out, there wasn't, like, just an absolute plethora of, like, gathering and crafting things like there have been previously, which which did have their own category. So we're like, okay, we'll just we'll split MSQ and Dungeon. Um, so we'll have MSQ as a category, Dungeon as a category, and then we'll have uh, Trial, Raid, and then just other to encompass everything else that was added. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a lot, so... Crafting um, has been sentenced back to the other category. Just for now. <laughs> yeah. Just temporarily. I mean, there's, you know, they, know they've been doing a lot of stuff. They yeah. needed they needed a break. I, you know, I, I don't know what else they could do. They, they've been there doing been, good. Yeah, there's been so many changes. I, I assume, I guess, in the future, we'll probably see less changes? Question I just, mark? I just can't believe there's not a Lord of Reminion category. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Where's the yeah, I, mean, I mean, look, we've had a big fishing boost. We've had the triple triad update. Lord of Verminion could be nice. Mm. I think, I mean, the best thing that they could do, like, if, if I'm really thinking critically about it, like, how could they turn this into something that would be such a wonderful thing and so many people would be, like, really excited about it? I think the best thing that they could do right now would be to just remove it from the game. <laughs> I mean, it worked I almost know. made a comment about Feast that I really shouldn't have made, and so I'm <laughs> stopping myself. <laughs> Oh, it's tough. I like the idea of being able to do fun things with my little minions. I actually had not done any Verminion until recently when mm. I was trying to hoard up MGP and somebody was like, did you know you get a ton of MGP if you do the like initial unlocks and little like, you know, quest mm. things that you have to do to learn about Verminion. And it was the only thing in the gold saucer that I got about halfway through and I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if... I'm not having a good time. Oh, no, I'm sad, and I remember, would rather not do it. Remember when I said we're going to be judgmental, and you gave me a look like, no way! <laughs> <laughs> well, then, Kirk had to bring up Verminia. Which... I remember It's fair. Uh, okay, so first is going to be that main scenario. Um... There were some really big things in this. Yeah. But they were, I, I think, presented in a way that I didn't care as much as I feel like I should have. Um, specifically with the, the tempering. Like, that's huge. We all, we, you know, right. we come back to the to the, uh, to the source and Alex is like, you know what? I'm just going to cure tempering. Let's just, let's just get rid of that. Let's fix that. Oh, okay. That's crazy. And it's. That, you know, from a lore perspective, like, you know, that's a huge deal. Right. But I just, uh, either the pacing or the way it was presented, I just, I wanted I feel like to care, but it's because didn't. we came off of the heels of such big stuff already. Mm. Like that what could, we've been yeah. seeing with 
seeing with seeing this whole MSQ prior is really big universe right. level stuff. And then it's like, let's go do politics in Limsilominsa. Let's go fix right. Gabu. <laughs> like, uh, not that we don't well, love Gabu. Those, but. those things are big that we saw in Limsa. The fact that uh, Merlveb went from uh, her classic, like, crush the beastmen, Vilbrand is ours, to we need to make peace with these guys, and going so far as to risk her life to free their leader from tempering, tempering again, and then going in with the pirates and being like, hey, we're a nation of pirates, but uh, no, we're not. Mm -hmm. This was... It was an interesting kind of parallel because I mean we saw something similar back in like two point uh, two point five right with with Nanamo where she's yeah. like so you know I'm just gonna like change how we do everything in Old Ah here what could happen and then she gets poisoned Rabon loses and like all this crazy terrible stuff happens and so I feel like this is kind of like the 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 Merwib, like equivalent of that mm. right um, and so that was had a little different <laughs> <laughs> I mean the uh, thing don't even is, get me is started that... on Sid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that anytime Merle Veeb comes on the screen, it's a gift. It's a personal yes. gift to me. Oh, sure. Yes. And I'm like, I don't even care what's happening right now. <laughs> we could just stay right on this. I'm just going to be in the corner fanning myself, and it's going to be great, and I'm going to have a great time. Um, mm. And it is interesting, though, Fusion, because, like, I totally agree with you. The pace of this one does feel very, very laid back in a way that I was kind of like, okay, like big things are happening, but it still feels like it's structured in like a super chill way. And I mean, I liked the duel. I liked the moments with the kobold. And there's even stuff in there that I think is really good and makes Merleveeb a great facilitator for this. I mean, the additional information about the fact that like, this is my other pistol, murder pistol, which I murdered my own father with. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa death my sentence. God. Death, yeah, sentence. death sentence, yes. Like I loved that we annihilator death sentence. Like we got more lore about her the fact that, like, we've seen the repercussions of all the stuff that has happened that has made society the way it is in Limsa, and this discussion of, like, a lot of the culture in the nation sort of being forged by war's effects and, like, Garlemald, right? And the trickle-down effect that it's had with people fleeing and starting new nations and trying to survive and the conflict that comes from different groups trying to survive. Like, I think a lot of the leaders have realized that they need to look beyond just what survival has done to them and create a culture that is truly about flourishing for everyone and what it means when Garlemald is done, which is which is big, right? But mm. the way that it was communicated, I did sit there going like, okay, but like, where's all the stuff that was in the trailer that I thought was good? I, right. I was like, keep Merlveeb on the screen, but like, we just been hanging for a while. I'm okay with that. Alice is <laughs> here too and Graha's my best boy, but like, Where's this stuff that's gonna happen? <laughs> it, it, it all it all felt very understated for mm -hmm. how big these changes were. Um, the the tempering alone, like yay justice for Gabu. I was really happy to see that, but yeah. it's it, it was just um, I don't know if it's because of how they delivered it or because they relied on Forksies for it, which took. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna agree that's with. Fair. I, I'm going to borrow this from Ethis because I agree with that wholeheartedly. Ethis was also like, you know, they, they, they took such a serious moment right. and resolved it with comic relief. Mm. Um, and I do feel that the MSQ this time did feel short. Mm -hmm. yes. I don't know if it's because 5.3 was so very long. I think that might be why this one feels short. Like this was, but... Um, for everything that happened, I feel like I could sum up everything that happened in like twenty seconds. 
Right. And yet it's all very big things. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I said in the impression show that I just didn't like it at all until we got to the point where the towers shows up. Yeah. You know, because, like, cool, we had a fun rollicking adventure and we'll talk about the dungeon, right? Um, and that was cool. But, like, the, the political stuff, and I love political stuff, but they didn't really, to me, I think they could have done a better job of showing it beginning to happen, showing the, yeah. the, the praying of it happening. Mm-hmm. Right? There was so no that we could, build up. Right. So it was just like, oh, this guy, this guy, you know, we his, just kind of walked into sick. the to the middle of it. And there yeah. really wasn't like, like, Merlin talks to a guy on a boat and then like yeah. the, the captain comes out and he's like, stop being Don't dumb. Do that. And that was like the end of it. The end. Right. <laughs> I was like, if you're going to do that, give us like a pirate war, a short little pirate war. That would have been great. That would have yeah. been, you know, like yeah. let him have his own faction. Let us do one instance yeah. to fix that. That would have been fine too. Or like with the um, uh, Merlin, we yeah. definitely, uh, it was like, one opinion, and then suddenly the other opinion. Where's the in-between where she's going, maybe I'm incorrect? Because, yeah, I would love to see more of that. Like, if, if we got double as long and, and most of it was in Vilbrand, you know, going mm-hmm. around, talking to pirate factions, trying to convince them, fighting some of them, you know, doing quests for other ones, like, that would have been fun. I mean, but... and all this does is show that this is, like, Limsa's not going to hold up well once the Garlean threat is gone. Like, the right. only thing keeping Limsa together is the Garlean threat. Right. And, you know, yeah. Merle is, is trying to to change that, and we're seeing it, but I don't know. I mean, I think some of it, too, is the fact that Merle kind of had a weird disconnect. Like, I feel as though we've almost had more development with almost all of the other major characters... Gridania a little right. bit questionable in certain right. like Gridania's a little yeah. like maybe not quite as strong, but I mean with Nanimo, with Raubon, with Emmerich, with like all these other Hien, we've literally had expansions that like focused on mm-hmm. the plight of their people and or how they relate to things that are happening. And Merleveep has kind of felt like, well, I'm a pirate over here, you know, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like I love her and I think she's super cool. But I think some of that gap is the fact that they haven't really kept up with some of her running development actively in other things. So on one hand, I'm super glad to see it in this patch. And I don't, I mean, I won't lie. I love a good duel. I thought the whole scene with the duel right. was really fun. I do agree that I think because there was so much they were trying to do, right? Like we start out with Gabu and it's like, well, we have to make it feasible that they can actually reverse this on, on the source. So I'll do that really fast and Sid's going to be here and then we're going to see the ironworks for like mm-hmm. two seconds and then all this stuff. And I was sitting there the whole time, like something's gonna explode, right? It can't just be oh, right. Oh, it's oh it no, they did easy. it. Great, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, great, they did it. Okay, and mm-hmm. then it's like, well, now we have to do Merleveep, and we have to do pirate politics, and we're gonna show the overall effects of making peace with the Beastmen and what it means to not have tempering through this, because we already had Gabu that was a tie-in, and we need to do more development with her. So, like, all of it makes sense, but I do agree in that. It just didn't feel like the whole momentum hung together totally. So mm. a lot of it I just spent going, when is it going to be on fire? And I was right. like, when is something bad going to mm. happen? Exactly. When are we going to have these flames and this enormous Demi Bahamut thingy that we saw, right. like, you know, Void Bahamut that we saw in the trailer? When are we going to have these towers that we saw in the trailer? 
I really had trouble seeing how those things were supposed to come together in what I we think, got in the story. Right. And, you know, I think that's part of it, too, right? You you get these, I mean, this has been, like, the, a, a big discussion thing for years now, where the trailer shows maybe a little bit more than it should. Um, because I, I, I had that same mindset. I'm going through all this, I'm like, yeah, but, like, where's the dragon? Right. Like, <laughs> where's, where's this other scene? Like, you know it's coming, but you're like, what mm-hmm. does that have to do with this? And the- Nothing. absolutely nothing uh we did this stuff all right kobolds are good oh wait look outside uh there's a tower now uh you know oh cool Cool. brand is getting 5g yeah did anybody else have the the brief moment of okay oh you fixed the kobolds cool limbs is fixed what about the sahagin right right yes Hmm. yeah um, they're still there they're, they're still there they're gonna have to work on that um I, I do like that we got Limps' story at all because yeah. like it, it's been hanging there. This is this was definitely a, a, an MSQ of tying up loose loose ends, but it feels like another awkwardly placed cliffhanger. Um, four point five and four point five five did this as well, where four point five had such a the bulk of the story, and then point five five was like two quests and go to the crystal tower and story stops. Yeah. It definitely had that. Um, And it's, um, that makes me wonder because, uh, 0.4 patches have always been about, this is the new story that we're going forward with, but they always throw in some kind of subversion where like, it seems like this is the direction you're going. And then that ends up resolved in the 0.5 somehow. Mm. Like it's like, okay, Garlemald, Garlemald, Garlemald towers. Right. Um, I mean, if they want to, if they want to kill off uh, a character uh, suddenly without uh, us expecting it this time, they could just kill Fan Daniel. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> it's I mean... so tough because, like, in this one, I don't know. On one hand, I think they're doing this really purposefully. Like we've talked about this before. I think that especially with this patch cycle, they've done a fantastic job of supporting across a lot of different content how they're moving forward, the world, our understanding of things, the story. Like, Garlemald is not just contained to the MSQ, right? We have all this stuff with Boja and Garlemald, all this stuff with the weapons and Garlemald. So, like, I think they're doing a great job of really forwarding a lot of different facets through all the content as opposed to doing really separate things like, and now there's a robot mm-hmm. in Edelshire. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> like... <laughs> It feels like it is all very much working towards the same goal. And even the trailer felt very comprehensive yeah. because of that. But um, it does it does kind of make for this unfortunate thing where we talked about this last week. Milk Drinker is far more compelling to me as a villain right now. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Milk Drinker feels so much more tangible to me. I'm like, this sweaty milkman, I could spend the entire next expansion oh. only bringing him down and I'd probably be fine. I... Yeah, I'd be all right. Mm-hmm. As, yeah. as just a character, he's the only one right now that I'm like, dude, this dude is bad. Like, yeah. we need to we get rid of time. this guy. Yeah, like, we he's the first time they're like, hey, remember how we kind of told you, like, in hints that Garland is bad? It's bad. Like, look, this is what the bad people there actually do. Yeah. And they don't hide it. They show us how terrible it is. And it's refreshing as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as Fan, Fan Daniel goes, uh, he, I'm still, I'm still not exactly impressed. He came out and point blank told us, I'm just here to screw everything up. He's, and I'm like, yeah. 
I'm of two minds on him because okay. we have not had a villain that's just like, I just want to screw everything up in a long time. Mm -hmm. that's, that's his only goal. But I feel like that doesn't make a good villain. That doesn't make the best villain. The best villain has a reason, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really hoping they come through well, with an actual reason you know, and he's on, just lying. On that point, though, like, Xenos has a reason. And it's, like, a really stupid-ass reason. <laughs> and it's not interesting at all. So for me, the fact that at least Fandaniel has, is a little crazy but also, like, has a little bit of a plan. Even if that plan is, like, I'm going to put up some of those pretty, like, star projectors all over yours and let people see the stars. Like, I don't know what that's going to do. But at least he's doing something instead of just, like... I'm gonna get a new weapon and step on my sword. He just steps on his sword? How shitty was that sword if he can just step on it and break it? Like, he just, yeah, you need yeah. a new one, buddy. I hope you I had don't a know warranty if, on that. I don't know if we gave you the the warning at the beginning, but if at any time you want to interrupt us, do it. We interrupt each other all the time. So just Go jump up. right in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump I right in there. here, I actually. I'm gonna do it. I've, yeah. been thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot because I, you know, um, I, 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 I mentioned, um, uh, another time and it's something i keep going back to um xenos had other villains in stormblood that made stormblood story good mm. like everybody talks about stormblood being a weak expansion and um i think i think they don't give enough credit to how amazing the Sukiyomi story was mm. yes. like, yes. like yes. um so you got Yatsuyu, you got fordola mm. you got and i know we will we'll see fordola again there's no way we're not going to see more mm -hmm. fordola um but xenos by himself doesn't really have that because there's no other compelling villain or antagonist out there. Um, but I think what we're, we're doing with Xenos is um, while the singular goal itself is kind of disappointing, like, okay, you can describe Xenos. He's just, he's fight sexual. That's, mm -hmm. that, that's, his, that's his orientation. <laughs> I get it. Um, but um I think they're very subtly building up to the fact that Xenos is the exception. Mm. Um, when Elidibus summons the simulacrum of Xenos for us to fight in that little storytelling thing he does, yeah. even Elidibus can't control him. When they... I'm, I don't want to get too much into the, the trial story, right, but yeah. when when that happens, he's, it, the, the, the oversoul, he can't be controlled. That's true. That's I true. Think, I didn't even think I, about that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Xenos and the connection to Fan Daniel, and I'm thinking about the original sound and what caused the final days. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking it has to do with something that literally is beyond the power of the ancients, beyond the power of the Asians. And I think Xenos is the current representation of that thing. Um, okay. That's yeah. actually a really, that's yeah. a really interesting theory. And I, I do feel like they're going to do something more with Xenos. He has always felt like a weird... I mean, like you said, <laughs> in an expansion that, granted, I didn't particularly love everything that Stormblood did, but one thing that I have always praised is exactly what you said. Those, like, really notable, compelling sort of villains, if you will, but, like, anti-villain. Like, they're really, it's really interesting to me, um, especially in the patch content, how they developed them. And by comparison, Xenos always seemed very shallow. And it's not to say that, like, Xenos doesn't have certain things about his character that I think they could really dig into. Like, I think they absolutely could, but we just haven't seen it. So mm. it does feel as though he is a facade for something else. Now, like, what that is, I have no idea. It does make it difficult, though, like we were saying. And like you were saying, Zen, with Fandaniel, for example, right? We have come out of, like, an era here, right? That, like, started with Little Seat and Heavensward, and then in Stormblood, and now in Shadowbringers. 
where I think the 14 team has done such an incredible job with the idea of um, morally gray storytelling. And like that gets thrown out a lot right now, this idea of like, man, we're gonna make everything really ambiguous and kind of good, but kind mm. of bad. But like the way that the 14 team has been doing it is really fascinating because in a in a genre of MMOs where the idea of the iconic hero and the fantasy protagonist and all these different things um, have these like very tropey elements, 14 has been usurping a lot of that and then giving us this beautiful nuance that's very grounded and very real with characters, right? For Dola and Yotsuyu, their themes are incredible because they are people who grew up under an oppressive regime, which is a very real thing, right? right? Emmett is very theatrical, but this is a man who hides centuries of of human emotion. And like he even uses Shakespeare as a vehicle, right. which is incredible. Like this all the world's a stage and I'm acting in it, but at the same time I'm conveying these deep human themes of loss and the people I lost and the civilization that I have been trying to be a hero for, unknown in the shadows. Like it's it's really cool. So it makes it hard when we right. get a boy whose com like compelling <laughs> thing is, I just want to cause chaos. Because the human themes that have set 14 apart shine when they're talking about real tangible character conflict, you know? Like, so I don't, I don't think they're without mm. their complexities. I just hope we get to see more. Right. And it's not that mm -hmm. chaos itself can't provide an opportunity for other characters to bounce off of it in a way that's fascinating. I definitely think that's something. It's just that, like, do I feel convinced by them after the MSQ <laughs> this time? No, I mean, not so much. Definitely <laughs> something that I, I wanted to talk about is what the heck is going to happen, right? Because, um, you know, Fan Daniel, as we, as, well, he said, he just wants to die and he wants everyone to come along with him, right? That's basically mm -hmm. it. So what is he doing? Right? I mean, Lunar Bahamut... Project Super Meteor? Right. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I Project mean, Many Meteors. I don't... To me, we've had but so much... But why is he waiting? Eight... Yeah, well, maybe it just well, requires a bunch Well, because they need of... to... De the, the, the development time with the patch cycle. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> he, he's just summoning something super huge. Like, it, me, with Eden, and we're talking about 8, I immediately thought of Lunatic Pandora and the Lunateer, right? Like, mm. summoning all the monsters from the moon, technically. We have one left. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, Zodiac is, is supposedly up there. I yeah. Mean... Lunar Bahamut. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, you can't call him that. The first one was also in a moon. <laughs> it's true. I think, for for me, I think if I had to like rank my villains right now, I mm -hmm. think uh, Milkman is definitely at the top of the list, which <laughs> is like bad because it's a side quest thing. Like he's not. So you mean the ones that are still alive right now? Yes, the yeah. ones that we're dealing with right. Okay, now. okay. <laughs> the ones that we're dealing with right now. Like, I I I hope they find a really really good way to weave this into MSQ. Um, but then Fan Daniel and then Zeno's like, I just don't care about Zeno's. My, my tinfoil hat thought is that with, with 5.5, they make, uh, Sorrow of Orlet stuff required for MSQ mm. and that maybe this new weapon that Zeno's is going to go get is a weapon and maybe mm. he oversouls himself. himself? Well, <laughs> why what? not? Let's just double, double Zeno's. I mean, maybe him. that's the um, way you just don't die when you oversoul. Yeah, you that just got to oversell like yourself. A, yeah. That does sound like a Xeno certified plan. Like, I'll just yeah. oversell myself then. 
<laughs> what's stronger than one of me two of me right me inside of me i'm just imagining him holding one of his clones by the ankles and just beating us with himself that'd be great <laughs> i might like him more than that would be hilarious <laughs> you just have one I mean, xenos do like the, the hildebrand pose just stiffen yeah. up and he just grabs him and uses him like <laughs> It really does. It really does seem um, like they are going to do something with that. And I mean, we've seen them even retroactively make. We were just talking about this, right? We've seen them retroactively make the other bonus primal quests required. So mm -hmm. you know, now mm -hmm. things like uh, Warring mm -hmm. Triad are required for other quests. <clears throat> so I wouldn't be surprised if they do if they do that to some degree, and if this story weaves in in some way. Um, I see Ivory mentioning in the chat Ethis's theory about Fanny Pack. Thank you for using his given Christian name. Is that mm -hmm. his version of recreating the final <laughs> days is to summon um, our slash Aorzea's greatest fears, like the ancients did in Amarat. Right. It's it. I get. I mean, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. You know what would be I hilarious mean, to me is with with without jumping ahead too much with with maybe issues that I, I know <laughs> at least me and and Aldi probably had with Eden. <laughs> if they call this the lunar cry. <laughs> 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 this, it will immediately have way more yes. to do with eight than Eden yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> but also, please do that. That would be cool. I right. did briefly have that thought when he was like, "It's Lunar Bahamut." I'm like, "Yeah." Mm. That's what I was saying. Mm. Like the the Lunatier to make mm. us all terrified, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. To scare the world into summoning a primal without even knowing it. You know. I mean, that's that's a good. It's a great theory. New job, time mage, time. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if if. Van Daniel can get like would prayer make Zodiac strong enough to break free? Maybe. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. a good yeah, that's idea. possible. It's possible. It, it, and it instantly it makes seems it more like, interesting. Mm -hmm. It does seem like such a strange way to do that though, considering you think that Emmett Selk and all them would have attempted that if it yeah. was. Like yeah. maybe uh, the, the thing with Emmett is Emmett told us he was telling the truth and he always did. He stayed mm -hmm. true to that. Emmett was always honest with us. That was the hardest part to deal with when you were leveling up because right. you didn't want to trust him. So you're like, <laughs> okay, he's lying about telling the truth. And then you realize that no, he told the truth the entire time. And that was actually such a great thing about his character. We don't have that promise with Fan Daniel. More importantly, I don't think Asahi was ever a person. I think Asahi was always Fandaniel. <laughs> like, seriously, they were made for each other. Seriously. That's um, actually really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, the idea that there is this big question mark about, like, what exactly caused the ancient, like, like we talked about, that loud noise or what mm -hmm. happened with these other things. Why did they suddenly start envisioning all this terrible stuff? Why did it suddenly start happening in this kind of way? And, like, of course, I guess you could do some sort of larger loss of innocence parallel, right? Where, like, everyone was so happy living in peace. And then somebody ate the, you know, the apple from the tree right. kind of deal. And it's like suddenly people are envisioning things that are horrific. And that, you know, continues. And the knowledge of the world expands. Like, you could easily do something like that and not have it be like, that was a baddie behind it the whole time. Right. But <laughs> there is, like, an interesting idea of, I guess, what would happen if our current people had the ability to do the same would they destroy right. themselves would they destroy mm -hmm. you know like if this act of creation or this this amount of energy was introduced back into the world would 
we see something catastrophic as a result, like if people didn't know how to use it and then, you know, they have lived in this this dark world already and they can give vision to their fears. And using Bahamut, although we've seen Bahamut a billion times, I think it is a very good vehicle for fear because it is still very fresh yeah. in the minds of all the he survivors. literally screwed up the world. Yeah. And, and there's a very good chance that Van Daniel could be doing this. And the reason that Emmett Selk didn't is because they didn't want to experiment with the source because if they ruined the mm. source... Everything mm. though, yeah. That's the yeah. See, this is why I love when we have guests because they bring in this stuff that we just didn't even think of, and then we're all like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah, you know the the story of the Asians that are left over now is so interesting to me. Like what they are all doing because we know that they were on every shard, right? Because they were trying to simultaneously yeah. bring them all to the tipping point. So, like, I I love that. And it's so, I don't know, fertile for story. And Fandaniel isn't the best representative of it, but I can't wait to see what he does, of course, because it's all chaos now. The final chapter of this star, according mm-hmm. to the voiceover from the end of 5.3, mm-hmm. um, are they going to wow Cataclysm, our, our world? Are, yeah, are we going to do awful. that? Like, we're going to get a new uh, ARR mm. reborn? ARR. Stola. Yastrola said she was going to figure out how to go to other stars, and she's going to do it so that we can leave the source because it's going to get screwed. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I'm going to find my tin hat really quick now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I do I, I do actually worry about that, uh, like, if they'll give us another reason to go to yet another of the worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it they've introduced the first, like, you know. That would be interesting. I... You know, I mean, and and I was kind of skeptical too when they announced that that five point was like we're going to like another planet, and you're like, mm-hmm. but we still haven't gone to so much of the right. one that we're on. We haven't and, seen and the to... new. Oh, Merlewib is back, and Merlewib has been somewhere that we haven't been. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and to to then come in and be like, okay, so now we're just gonna go to like the the sixth or something. It's like, but but like, what I, about the what? new world and and I have Davner a theory and... that really holds no ground. So it's. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a personal, like, I think it would be cool if this was the case type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's probably absolutely off entirely. Because what we've seen of the differences between the source and the first, there, there are no duplicates of people, right? No, no direct duplicates. Right, there, yeah, there are really right. close ones, but no direct. So I think it would re- be really cool if we were not from the source. And when Luis Suarez sent us five years in the future, he actually just displaced us to a different star. And the uh, reason the time is different is because their time is different between places. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much metaphysical, you know, like yeah. almost planescape type stuff that they could I do. I know that's not what happened, but I think it would be cool. I mean, yeah, I was with you. Like when we were, it was like, oh, we're going to the first. I was like, great, cool. Don't care. Like the lore is going to be throwaway because we're just going to leave it. And now I'm like, my, my home point is the Crystarian. I honestly love the first, and I'm sad that we're leaving it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think that they could, or, uh, you know, I love the first, and I, I, I'm sad that we're leaving it. But, like, if they were, I, I'm i I'm all for it, you know? Like, that would be fun. I mean, it just makes sense. Like, right. when, you, when you raise the bar to a certain level, right, the idea is always that you want to keep building off of mm-hmm. what you've done with momentum. And, of course, like, you can't always trump everything. But... We have so many obvious vehicles for travel, whether that's Ishtola figuring something out, mm-hmm. whether it's just the fact that the Crystal Tower still exists, whether it's like, there's so many different things. I mean, the Asians themselves have a way to do it. Like, there's just so many different connections that make it 
even in the raid stuff, Gaia, you, you talk to Gaia and Gaia's like, oh yeah, I guess I could go over there if I mm-hmm. want. So like, there's a lot of different things that I think they've set up to do that. It would make sense. Of course, I think they also, because it is our starting point, it is, you know, a connection and nostalgia. It is the core of a lot of what we know with the base game and, and the source itself. And the source itself is very important. And we know that as well. Like, I think that continuing to have stories there makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if in the future, at some point, we go to the other shards, you know? Right. At least yeah. the 13th, right? Please, one day, eventually. <laughs> I have things I mean, to say about We've been. That, that's a we've been. We haven't covered yet. Well, we want to fix it. We Just wait till the void quest. Just wait till the void yeah. quest. I mean, oh, yeah. after, after, after oh, news no. this week, I, I wouldn't mind them going to the 11th. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was wondering <laughs> if maybe they might move forward with that, considering... Yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. So, so just like a super quick, un, semi-unrelated news cap. Uh, there was a uh, site in Korea, uh, MTN, reporting that uh, Final Fantasy XI Mobile was canceled um, after five years in development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and we did have that that interview um, with Yoshida-san. Um, gosh several years ago at this point yeah. where he you know we asked him about you know future story arcs and if you know this thing was the Asians, if that was like the 14 story and it would end with 14 or you know if we would get new stuff and he's like oh no yeah like we could totally add new stuff we could do like uh you know return to vanna deal and i'm just like yoshida why would you say that to me don't say that out loud Yoshi- well i don't to, I mean, to be fair go. this is also the same guy that has like teased me multiple times so <laughs> he likes to troll me so who knows? if he knows you're gonna be at an event he's like i gotta come up with some bullshit to tell fusion this time i mean i mean yes yeah. oh god watch that yeah. <laughs> and blitzball yep. oh gosh yeah i mean there's it's endless they really could do so many things yeah, right. and People, I think, whenever we hear that there's a certain plot arc, especially a very good plot arc that's coming to an end, people get worried. Right. <laughs> and, like, rightfully so. You're like, is this the end of everything? Is it ever going to be as good as this? But, I mean, 14 has shown a constant development. And we've seen it, I think, just get better and better and better. And although the MSQ, bringing it back around, like, although the MSQ this time, mm. I really waffled on my scoring. I waffled between yeah. two and three because I was like, I didn't hate it. Right. <laughs> But did I feel like this was the most compelling, moving, interesting story we've had? No. But, like, mm-hmm. also, is it very much a prologue? You know, it's like we always have to take into account the narrative arc, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not like we're just going to constantly always be at a high point. In order to get those high, high points, we have to start low. We have to swing up into it. Momentum has to build in certain ways. I do think this one could have been stronger. I think maybe there could. I don't. I don't know. It did feel like it wasn't the most interesting sort of tale, but did it we didn't get make us cry stuff? this time. Right? No. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard to do that after five point three, which yep. I literally I sobbed on myself for hours. I mean, you know? Does anyone have any more tears? <laughs> yeah, we all ran out of tears. I'm tapped 5.3. out. Yeah. There was only there was only one moment in the MSQ that kind of got me, and that was during the gunshot. There was mm, right. a brief second where I'm like, mm. you know, they've been throwing death flags this entire time. Mm-hmm. Are they actually yeah. going to yeah. do it? Oh, yeah. Um, Gabu got me a little. Like, right. We, yeah. We knew it was, it came out and she was like swaying. You're like, did it work? Did it work? She fell over. I don't know. And then she's like, yeah. And then I was like, you're the ugliest, cutest thing I've ever seen, Gabu. 
<laughs> he's so good. He's such a good little boy, yeah. though. I, I, I just I, love him. Know, I think I think for me, like, and again, right, it's that idea of like, there's some really big lore implications, like implications uh-huh. happening here with with the tempering and. And I think a little bit of that suffers from the fact that it's just been so long since anything else has addressed it. I mean, I think, okay, when was the last time we heard about tempering? And my brain's like, okay, well, there was like that one-off like visit to Gabu, like in Stormblood. And then like uh, Amulja Beast Tribe quests. Like, right. The I don't stuff. Yeah, it was right. Lakshmi. Lakshmi. That's yeah. true. That's true, Lakshmi. That's right. Um, yeah, it's... I think they, it's, I it's think they gave us... They gave us two weapons here that are going to be very useful in the mm-hmm. upcoming story. And one of them was at the end of 5.3 when they reminded us that we have the Azim Memory Stone. Mm-hmm. Like, they made a pointed effort to show us dropping that and picking it back up when we were running into the tower right. to get Graha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. And the other thing is the tempering, especially when it seems like the towers themselves are tempering people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, yeah, mm. it'll be really interesting. We haven't so, even so talked think... about the towers really, not in depth. No. Yeah, no, and no, I, no. I, I it was, want to make it was another... pretty brief there at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're I, I everywhere, and guess what they're doing? By the yeah, way, Lisa's dead. Very, <laughs> inter- and it's not even that they're they're, they're just tempering it. It looks like they're giving people the resonance. Harsh. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With this, yeah, that that blue eye, and so it's. I was kind of equating, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a thought. Mm-hmm. We assume that this boy is working towards Zodiac, but is it possible that he's actually trying to power up Hydaelyn? Hmm. He did mention Zodiac, but I don't know that he was super clear on his goal with Zodiac. It was it was yes. he wanted to put Xenos in him or like get him yeah. near him somehow. It's really it's interesting to me because like Zodiac is such a focus when it comes to the Asians. And like obviously they want to free him. They want to do all this stuff. They want to, you know, use him in some kind of way. They want like whether or not they themselves to whatever degree are tempered. Like there's all these different questions around that. But a big question that I have continued to have is what about Hydalin? Like mm-hmm. we've had all this stuff with her, She's you know, a like nap. she just take she got tired. She got Mid. worn out. She actually is. Her. No, no, that's in the story. That's canon. Yes, she is. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, I know. But it's okay, interesting okay. to me that she has lost so much power. And that like when we were last talking to her, she was even having trouble like communicating, mm-hmm. which could I mean, if she is the one who's imprisoned Zodiac, I mean, could she free him? I, I don't know. It's just it's very interesting that like we have all these little threads with the two of them and they have been this huge focus for so much and we ourselves have spoken directly to Heidelin, which is huge and yet like we have not had more interactions with them and like the idea that like, these two forces are not it's not just one or the other they are intrinsically tied and like i'm really curious to see what they do with Heidelin moving forward mm-hmm. and with zodiac because like we've learned so much about them both and yet we are the most distant from them than we've ever been in the game like mm-hmm. the fact that at the start of the game we are literally like a facilitator for Heidelin's will in many ways is something that's easy to forget until midgard is like no 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 rock candy for you i will take them <laughs> like, it's like there's a lot of stuff there and I'm curious to see what they do with it. I do like this is a totally random note. I do like that the towers are visible in the world. I think that's yes, so cool. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was one thing I did want to touch on. Like, it's 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 kind of like a mixed bag, right? You have the idea of of this 
ch- the changing in the in the game world, right? Which is really cool. But then, like, there's also the potential for people to miss out on it if they're not mm. playing right now. So it's like it's cool to see, but at the same time, like, you don't want them to do a lot of it. But like, you do, and it's won't it's, they just it's show weird... up when they get to that part of the story? It's That's like the difference. Yeah, but, okay. but 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 no, if, I mean in if... general. Like, I imagine that they're always there and they just flick on and off, depending. Just like the tower in uh, one of the Stormblood zones. Well, it's maybe, up and then but, it's down. But consider Mordono, consider Ishka, uh, Idleshire. I think those are just there that way now, right? Yeah, yeah but I, 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 would, I would think the towers would be more of flick on and off based on maybe. what part of the story you're in. Yeah. That feels important enough that it would, right? Yeah. Like, well, like the... Uh, we could go the, look. I have a character that's not through that part of the story yet. I, I can I can tell you that it probably works the same yeah. way as when um when we did Bale Serves Wall exactly, uh, and yeah. Papalimo imprisoned um Shinryu mm. that appears and then it goes away. Like yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I, well it it, it helps um, that they're off in the distance and they're not something you can like walk yeah. onto or Yeah, when yeah. they can put okay. them on the horizon okay. or in the skybox, yeah. they Yeah. yeah. There like you know. the like the way the weather works in the first. Yeah, I thought that was a really a really cool thing. I mean, after you you get that that quest and you you know you see it in in Limsa, and then they're like, oh yeah, like they've been popping up everywhere. And I'm like, really? And so I'd like I teleported mean, around to different areas. I'm like they actually did. Cool. They're preparing us for answers being played in the capital cities again because it's literally <gasps> going to be the end oh, of days again. It's oh, literally. No. I'm telling oh, you, they're going to do it right. Up. If, oh if that theory that's out there that he's trying to reproduce the end of days, it means the end of days, you know, at the end of 1.0. Confounded, we've right. lost contact with the main host. Right. No. I, it uh, would be amazing. I saw a thing today on Twitter that was like, what's one song that always makes you just deeply emotional? It's answer every time. I stop. Right. Yeah. I, I yep. can't. I try to sing along and I get to the end. I'm like, <laughs> and I didn't even play 1.0. I was just in the apartment when uh, Zen was oh playing. God. Through the end of 1.0 because mm. I swore Final Fantasy. Don't tell my off. secret. <laughs> well, no, I was in there and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, I remember the build up, and then I watched it go down, and I was like, "That, that is a special moment in MMO history." Of course, they want to do an echo of it, right? Like, if he's gonna go and destroy the world in the same way with see Bahamut, now, now you set it. it up for me. If it's not that, I'm gonna I... be disappointed now. <laughs> The secret I mean, well, being, I, I'm, I'm like playing through and sobbing like a big baby. Right. To the song. <laughs> Although I will yeah. say, the freaking uh, turn thirteen fight with Bahamut sure. makes me hate the beginning of the song because you hear it over and over and over and over. So yeah, once you get past a certain it. point of it, it was yeah. always such an interesting song because I mean that came out during 1.0. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I still remember like the trailer where it just it just played over like scenes from like the boat going to Limsa right. and all, and you're just like the song feels like it's just all over the place. I wasn't yeah. crazy about it, but then that video came out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Completely uh, changed the song for yeah. me. Still in thirteen, uh, at the end, like at the very end, when Bahamut's doing Ockmorns, it lines up with the song, so it's like Dana, Dana, it's really great. Yeah. I love I sp- that. I feel like they haven't done as much of that recently. Yes. Maybe I'm just totally wrong, but like when I think about some of those old fights, that that one yeah. gets me with yeah. the blast. And then um, all like the Garuda one, when mm-hmm. all stuff happens, she goes, now fall. And it's like, oh my God. Like, I loved mm. the way that they used to Shiva. sort of tie. Yeah. Oh, Shiva like is so good when they do that because music is so moving, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, the music that we've gotten obviously has been incredible. I think there's been some really good stuff. Um, I mean, this time around with the MSQ again, it's it's not like we had a bunch of unique themes. It's not like we had a bunch, you know what I mean? Like we got mm -hmm. just like a little bit, but because it was a lot of sort of just generic places we've already been, most of it was sort of scored with our typical music for those zones, right? right? Their typical cutscene music, yeah, which is, which is so yeah. weird as a 1.0 player because I still know that one track as the 1.0 Corthus music. <laughs> and I love that right. track. It's a fantastic track. It's wonderful, but yeah. every time it comes in, it's just like background like cutscene music. I'm like, uh, 1.0 Corthus. <laughs> Before there was uh, snow. Right? Well, I mean, um, I guess we got to give the scores. I made a yeah, really I was gonna say, do we have anything else that we want to cover on on uh, oh, yeah. MSQ here before we move into yeah, I'm dungeon? Ready. I'm okay. Ready for the rest. All right, uh, I gave this one. Let me let me pull up the. Uh, yeah. I just had it. Where'd it go? It's gone. Uh, I gave it a three. I think it was okay. It it mm -hmm. didn't make me care as much as I feel like it should have. But I think the ending with the towers. I think it's it's interesting and it's it's not super predictable. Uh, yeah. from from my point of view, so uh, three. And these are out of four, by the way. If you yes, have out of four, do this before. I did the same. I also went three. I like sure. I said, I started it. Oh no, you're fine. I started it too. Mm -hmm. And it's it's funny for me because I think the difference between a three to a four is really huge to me. Right. But like two to three also because two to me is very much like I really was not satisfied with this. And so what eventually tipped me into three was that I was like, I wasn't dissatisfied, mm. but it right. wasn't exceptional, you know? Sure. And so yep. I I felt like it was good. You know, I said patch 5.3 was a really hard act to follow, which I think is just really, really true. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a well, lot of like large scale lore implications. And yeah. I like going back to Limsa, but the story just felt a little bit slower to me. And I didn't feel like it was amazing, but it did what it was supposed to do. And that was fine. Mm. Um, I also went with a three. Uh, for mm. me, it was barely a three because I've given patches that I think were much stronger a three before. So uh, I didn't want to give it a two because like Rook said, I wasn't dissatisfied with it. The stuff that they gave us was important. It was good. It was underplayed a bit, but still good. So like lower yeah. end three. Uh, lower end three is here as well. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think Gabu and Merlewib are the reason that I gave <laughs> right. it a three, and being reminded once again of death penalty and annihilator. Um, so the extra point there is from the fact that her guns are named after Vences's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so FF seven reference gives it a three. Yeah, I was uh, I was the one who gave it a two. I was between two and three, and being the person. Maybe on the podcast, maybe the only person who's not from Limsa. Okay. I'm Gridania. I'm Gridania. Okay. I'm, I'm old. Uh... Okay. I'm the only Limsa. Okay, that, that makes sense. I just, I do not, <laughs> I don't care about the pirate story. I just don't. They could have given us more to That's make right. me care. I just, I just didn't. So like Tell that whole part. Oh, man. Yeah, that whole part. <laughs> I'm just like, you could have just, there's one dude. Like, why do you need to go? I mean, I get that, you know, mm -hmm. but they didn't really build it up for me. And that was really it. Until the towers, I was basically sleeping, you know, and that's that's why. Um, okay. So, okay, uh, so that'll put MSQ. Picked... 
Go ahead. I was just going to say, I originally picked Limsa because uh, when we went and watched all those those uh, videos, those mm-hmm. little like, I'm the leader and this is what my country is about. Marvel whipped out her pistol and was like, screw off, I'm talking right now, right? I'm like, you, you're in charge of me now. Let's do this. <laughs> so seeing her again uh, was, I, I enjoyed right. it. Uh, that'll put a uh, main scenario at 14 out of a max of 20. Um, mm-hmm. So we do have some more categories to go for a total possible score uh, out of out of 100. So we'll see how we go. Uh, next up is the dungeon, which we did talk a little bit about. Um, you know, the, the idea of with how serious and with how big of a deal tempering was, uh, the dungeon was very comical. And, you know... It, that I guess wasn't really something that really sat in my mind, but yeah, right. It's the idea of okay, let's fix tempering with like pigs from another planet. Um, <laughs> but I I did think that the dungeon was a lot of fun. Um, if, yeah. if you watch the show, you know that something that I've been kind of wanting to see um, in battle content is verticality. Mm-hmm. And Square was like, hey let's do what let's give him what he wants and so we have some of that in this fight and i was so happy um with 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 the uh the, oh. i think it was the second, second yeah. justice chat said something boss. great hmm. they'll fix tempering when pigs fly yeah yeah that's yep. great oh, oh boy i love i i love the dungeon oh, i absolutely yeah. love the dungeon um, oh, I, I will agree. Anything to do with Matoya already is is mm. especially um, yeah. um, but like the mechanics of the bosses were fun. I don't mind having to run the dungeon multiple times. Um, I said in I said in my written review that uh, this is my favorite Shadowbringers mm. dungeon. I don't mm. think there's another Shadowbringers dungeon I like more than this. Um, like uh, as far as re- as as far as actually playing through it. Right. Um, Shooting, uh, shooting pool with the the mud ball in the corner pocket in the right. first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that the mechanics fun. were fun. They weren't like mind, like they weren't like absolute mind blowing, but they were unique and they made you think in a different way. And I liked that. Like, mm-hmm. I really enjoy when they put something in that just twists it a little bit, so that you're like, oh, wait, hold on. And the idea of playing with momentum in that one fight was great. The idea of playing with verticality in a couple of the yeah, other fights I, I also I do great. not envy the battle team trying to come up with new mechanics. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just I can't even imagine attempting to come up with with something new. Um but we saw multiple new things. Yeah. With with this dungeon and I thought it was it was really good. Um the music I thought was was really interesting too. It really played to the the kind of the core of the the, the dungeon. Core, yeah. Um and it I was and exactly I think what to, I asked for. Yeah. Right, I was and like, I "Give something... me, give me that Witchy Matoya theme." They were like, "Here you go." <laughs> something I think really important to consider as well, um, because you know, you go and you're like, "Oh, this is like really kind of like goofy and kind of Halloweeny." Mm-hmm. Remember that with the way that everything got pushed back, this patch originally probably would have landed weeks within, Hall- you know, mm-hmm. with yeah. in October somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it really would have just hammered home that yeah. kind of Halloween aesthetic, um, and and I think it's thinking that it makes it even better right that they planned it that way um there's also you know like the little there's little uh, ff1 sprite nods in the library um, which are really cool you have like the 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 pride lava or you know maybe it's Uh, just a chemical spill uh, the pride pride lava is amazing um 
Yeah, I I I love that. Um I I was not at all upset that they basically just reused the the pathway in Somo Hard. Yep. Like <laughs> exactly. I was yeah. just like I don't even care cuz it's got rainbow lava, so it's great. Yeah, I mean, but they did it they did it so well. Like that's the thing. I have been harping lately on like please stop reusing assets for the one dungeon you are putting in the game. Mm-hmm. But like this was a case where I think we had enough new stuff. Like I really liked a lot of the, I mean, gosh, even that just room that you first enter with the big cauldron and the books. And like, as you're working through all the different areas, like there's enough new textures and new things that it's great. But it's super cool because they really conscientiously designed it to reflect all of the different sort of crossroads that it represents. So like the fact that we are in that Idleshire slash uh, Charlion kind of thing. So we go through the areas that have these touches of Charlion stuff. And we fight enemies. We have a little throwback uh, to um, Son uh, of Ziggy. Ziggy. Sunny, Sunny, Sunny of Ziggy. Sunny of Ziggy. And oh, there's even so like good. enemies that are, you know, from the other sort of Charlion dungeons that we have, uh, like like that one, Anti Tower and Goobal. Um, then you also get some touches from just the area, like the, are they called Hopkin? Hop, Hopkin? Yeah, yeah. Like, Hopkin and Hopkin. Mm. Which are like geographically monsters that inhabit that area. And then as you go down further, because I was thinking about like the Forelands and the Hinterlands, I mean, it is geographically the same. So if you're getting to the underbelly to have this like the cave system down there, it made sense for me. I was like, this is the same base, like it's the same land. And we've had enough other new stuff in this dungeon that I don't feel like this is them just being like, we'll get really crafty and reuse some, you know, it Mm -hmm. felt appropriate. It felt like a good way to cohesively tie it together. And I thought the dungeon was really fun. I yeah. I loved it. I think my only complaint was that for an expert roulette dungeon, yeah. it didn't quite feel like the difficulty or like even the mobs didn't hit quite as hard. Mm. But it's so fun. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. care. I, don't, I honestly don't even care that it's it's the bosses are simple. The uh, normally when you go from uh, into a raid patch, everything hits a little harder because you're getting mm-hmm. uh, gear upgrades. Sure. Not the case with really this one. But I don't care. It was really fun. Rook, listening to you uh, make all these connections about things that are uh, significant in the area and in the content of uh, we're dealing with, I realized the gear that we get is the uh, Dunmeg dungeon gear. So mm-hmm. we're making a fey creature. Yeah. It kind of makes sense that we're getting the fey dungeon armor in a, a dieable version also. And yeah. by the way, very happy about that. That was one of the only pieces of Archer gear that I liked from this particular uh, expansion. Yeah, yeah. You know, it I, was nice. Oh, God. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I, I agree with literally all of this. Like the thing that I the, the thing that I don't like is the difficulty and the format, like the like go over to this wing, come back go over to that wing and come back. Mm. I it's I mean, it's fine. I just think that. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best way to do it. To me, it just seems like a weird romp that, like, I don't know. It just didn't feel consistent to me. I was really expecting a boss fight at the kiln. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, all right, where is it? Oh, we're leaving. Okay. I mean, that's not huge, but to me, like, that format matters when you're going to do it over and over and over again. Like, I could see myself getting really tired of doing it. It reminds me a little bit of, um, was it Halatali? Yeah, Holotali, right. Where you yeah. kind of you go back and forth a little bit, and it's I have mixed feelings, right? Because in one part, it's kind of weird with the flow, where it's like, okay, you got to click on, the, you know, and we had this with with the last dungeon too. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. now here's an area, now here's a portal, 
Now go right. to another area, and here's a portal. Right. Um, like, yeah. But it also offers the a little bit more variance in setting, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh yeah, all right. You yeah, know, it's, it's a it, type, it really depends on personal taste if you like that and, and how it kind of breaks up the dungeon. Um, I thought it was it was fine. Um, I've uh, I mean, I think heard. That... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that the biggest things for me in this dungeon were just the, the, the new mechanics. Um, you know, mm-hmm. difficulty aside, I think if you wanted a piece of content to be easier in a in a level cap increase patch, it would be the dungeon. Especially with right. how yeah. tied they are with the, the MSQ now. Um. I have heard that uh, some people think that the stuff that's being brewed in uh, Rainbow Lava Land is Fantasia. I didn't. I didn't necessarily <laughs> pick up on on any of those clues, but someone told me that it's mentioned vaguely somewhere. I believe like, it. Like Matoya, yeah, Matoya says like you're gonna go on a journey through a Fantasia or mm-hmm. into where Fantasia is created or something vague mm-hmm. like that. And some people are going, "That's what Fantasias look like. They're rainbow. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. We're running through a Fantasia puddle." I mean, I, as yeah. Ivory says in the chat, it, it may also be, or it might be everything, right? It might mm-hmm. be that they are bringing Fantasia and that it's also a nod to um, Fantasia and the Sorcerer's yeah. Apprentice, right. which mm-hmm. I think obviously has like a ton, yep. like there's so much inspiration mm-hmm. in the musical theme and and I love it and the I eat it up. Yes, and the brooms, like it's just so good. And it's interesting because the discussion about whether or not I think the the cutesy or comical sort of tone matches with something as serious as curing tempering, right? It's tough because I do think that I have seen, and especially in like Final Fantasy, right? Where we have a race like Moogles, where Mm -hmm. we have all of these touches that are meant to play into the whimsy of fantasy, right? These these fun, silly little things. I do think that you can still have something be very serious, but have like a, a flying pig that's curious. Right. Like, I, like I do think that. I don't necessarily think that just because it has that slight humor, it can't be serious. Mm-hmm. However, I do think that you have to almost play into the archetypes of a creature like that to some degree to really have an impactful feeling, right? Like if something is childish, it carries an innocence with it. So like emotionally, you can tap into that innocence of a creature. And I, I don't know, like, 100% if I really do think that the Porksies really do it for me as far as, like, you know, they kind of ruin some of the mood. But I don't necessarily think that's just because they're whimsical. You know, like, I think right. it could be yeah. done well. And I like this dungeon and its whimsy because I do think there is a place for whimsy in Definitely. the world of Final Fantasy. Sure. When I was initially running this dungeon, um, I was hungry. And everybody around me kept talking about food. And then I got to the last boss and every single villainy is about food. And I'm just like, why? (laughs) Torture. I I know. I want to. Oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I wanted to go back to what Ivory also mentioned in chat about Mm -hmm. um, the nod to Matoya's voice actor. I do think that Matoya's new voice actor did an amazing job. And if there's something in the it's something in this patch of story that actually got to me was like, you know, learning after the fact of like that little tribute to her that was there, because mm-hmm. after knowing what that was, I teared up. Yeah, right. You know, and I, I was going to mention um, doing this dungeon with trusts. Right. Um, I don't know if everyone has done that yet, uh-uh. but, you know, I always do the dungeon when it comes out main story quest first with trusts and I brought Yastola in. And uh, there's there's so much there's so much extra 
right? Like the second boss, she made it. She oh. that's an experiment of hers that went kind of wrong, and Matoya's like, yeah, you remember that thing? Yeah, that Fight was good. It. Yeah, um, that's like really pillars. cool. There are pillars around that look like her, like her head. <laughs> there's so many little extra bits that people have found in this little dungeon. It's great. That's um, cool. You know, like uh, I think it was her and. I went in with Alphino, and, like, he's, like, giving her a little bit of sass because he's like, oh, yeah, now I can sass you because Matoya's here, you know. Uh, I was laughing so hard during that that one cutscene where uh, Alphino's like, oh, yeah, she totally took your name on the first. And everyone's like, oh, my God, why would you say say that? that? Yeah. (laughs) How could you throw her under the bus like that? And then, and then Matoya makes that, like, that snide comment about it, like, later, mm-hmm. like, messing with Yastola. <laughs> it was oh, so man. good. Yeah, with, with Yastola as a trust, like, every once in a while, there'd be just one little pop-up bubble text, and I'm like, oh my goodness, she hates this. She hates being in That's where the good stuff is, yeah. It's that bubble text. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, any other comments before we give uh, the numbers out for the dungeon? It's fun. It's real yeah. fun. It's the best one. Yeah, it was I, fun. Yeah, a, this... a lot of us, a lot of us liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This felt like if we are only going to get one dungeon per patch, this was a good one. And that's like that's really what I'm hoping for from our all of our dungeons. You know, mm-hmm. like if we've really condensed it down to one per patch dungeons. I know some people don't care about them. They're some of my favorite content. Like I really love the dungeons. I think they are so fun. I think they're a great way to punctuate the story with some adventure. I love that now with trust to get additional narrative and little detail like there's a lot of great stuff in them they're always a delight for me to play and this one really felt like yes good yes i will be happy even if it's just this one so yeah all right so uh i gave dungeon a four four also a four four matoyas out of four (laughs) (laughs) oh no don't worry (gasps) this is awkward now Oh, God. The thing Don't is, it's while we were talking about it, I was like, I should have given it a four, though. I, I, I gave it a three. I, it's but like a high three. Like, this is the thing. MSQ was low three for me. And Dungeon was high three for me. I think that one step further would have been that little bit of extra difficulty. Because as a mm-hmm. healer, I really love, I really love having to clench my butt when we right. get a new expert roulette dungeon. And I'm yeah. trying to figure out how I can heal the tank through That's it while fair. they try to wall to wall pull the whole thing. Right. So like That's fair. that alone notched it down for me. But honestly talking about it, were I to go back, I might have given it a four. I don't know. I was, I was right between three and four with you and I ended up at three as well. And it was difficulty and format and that was it. That was really it. Um, I just, I don't, I don't want to keep doing it. I don't want to do it over and over again. And to me, that's a big part of the dungeon, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to do it for a whole patch until you have all the tomes that you need, of course. Um, I respect your decisions. Right. You know, it's just, it was so close. Yeah. All right. So that puts dungeon at an 18 out of 20. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. <clears throat> yeah. No score to scoff at. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so that's going to. And this uh, this take is us. honestly why I think that dungeons should be separate from the MSQ because it's yeah because stuff yeah. like this happens where we're like the dungeon was great. That's true. Was all right. I think yeah. I think as we and, and you know this is something new that we've been doing. I mean we our first patch review was four point five, um, and this mm-hmm. is going to be the first full expansion that we've done this with. So maybe maybe going into six point we'll we'll 
concrete the categories a little bit more. We'll see. Right. We'll see what happens. The problem is, is yes, there's a format, but that format has changed a little bit too. We get so much stuff so. too. Sometimes you just gotta shuffle. It's hard. It's hard. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so that's gonna take us into the trial. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. So- this was interesting i thought that the first off i'm glad it was a trial Mm -hmm. i'm glad that this this story was was another eight man and not like a weird little solo mech thing that right you can fly the warrior was pretty sad that we didn't get into the g warrior did you catch that we were pretty sad i i what do you mean it it worked I will I will say and I'll I'll probably bring this up again when we get to raid. I appreciate when the develops developers try something new. Mm. It doesn't always work. Right. But I appreciate that they try. G Warrior was something that maybe eh, for for me. Some people liked it. I wasn't crazy about it. I can't think of a single MMO that has actually pulled off a vehicle fight that's been fun. I don't fair. Yeah. Uh, I I I feel like Praetorium. The first time you do Praetorium is actually pretty fun. Okay, that's that's yeah. fair. Yeah, but what like as far as like, <laughs> like trial or raid or yeah. like even like when World of mm. Warcraft had you in the Oculus like mm-hmm. on Dragonback, like nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wanted to do, like I play this game to play the character I made. Right. Um. The little role playing solo duties are fun, mm-hmm. but the um they're. I, I Sapphire just like they felt like one there was no challenge to it. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a trial error of oh I pushed this button at this time, right? Yeah, it, it, um, it, yeah. It was just I love Gundam. I love mechs. We got into a mech. It just it didn't. It's not good. It just wasn't fun. Everything around it was cool except for the yeah. actual. <laughs> right. See, I okay. I really loved the Gundam element. Yeah. But partially too here because I'm a role player and it just right. so happened that the first character that I took through it in my mind, I've always been like, oh, yeah, she climbed in a Gundam. And I kept hoping because like I was like, man, it'd be so cool. If at some point she got to pilot mm-hmm. like an Ultima weapon or, you know, because she's got like these elegant ties and things. So for me, it was like my dreams are coming right. true. But the actual instance itself. Like, the big problem is that this is not a game developed to be a mecha fighter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so, like, we have this thing, and Fusion has brought this up time and time again. I'm in a robot that can hover over the water, but I cannot fly. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. is it, It's a flying robot. Right. But only if you're right on the water. <laughs> like, and that, I think, is the big problem. Like, yeah. it could have been super fun. But they are working with the mechanics and the game that they have designed, which is that you have a person and you run around and you have like buttons that you hit and that's what you do and you're ground bound. Like, you know, unless they had created some kind of entire other battle system. If if Stormblood had us fighting underwater, they could have tweaked it and made it work. Sure. But we don't. So, therefore. I'm glad we don't, honestly. Flying water grounded robot. (laughs) No, 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 thank you on the underwater combat. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the fight itself, but, uh, yeah, you know, for, I for Emerald, I didn't, I no, 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 you like it? no, no, I'm sorry. That's why I wanted to Sapphire. That's why I wanted to bring up Sapphire because I felt like I've felt so disappointed with these past two fights. Mm. I mean, Ruby wasn't even like all that incredibly inspired of a fight either. Um, 
I, I love Sorrow Warlord for the story, but like the fights yeah. are feeling kind of weak. When I'm over here going, so good, I'm mostly talking about the story. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing, and I mean, we'll get to this, but I mean, Ruby Weapon, at least for me. The fight itself, uh, like, okay, but at least that transition made it one of the most oh, memorable. Transition. Like, I was like, holy cow, I don't know if I've yes. been in a trial before and like screamed at it. Right. Whenever like, I get a roulette and I see so that cool. somebody's new in that fight, I just go, oh yes. Like, like, I love seeing I the reaction. I loved that. That was so good. But you cannot do that every time because it is a surprise factor. And when you have surprised people, yep. that's it. Like, that's the end. Yep. So, like, it has been really hard. And especially with these extra patches, we've gotten a ton of craft and gathering content, which is something that I've talked a lot about. I'm not a big crafter gatherer. And our PvP offerings, like, I think because they just didn't anticipate nobody did a global pandemic this year, right? So we had, like... All this new sort of pe like uh, crafting and gathering kind of stuff and all these new things. And then there was this huge drought. And then we had Sapphire. And I was like, I just really would like some kind of PvE that I could do something. Please. Like, please. Mm -hmm. And like, we had to wait ages and ages. And like now Emerald. I mean, I, I rated this category incredibly high for reasons that we'll get into shortly with the story. Um, the fight itself, I liked the music in the second half. I yeah. thought it was yeah. fine. But did this inspire my imagination the way that even the Warring Triad did, where each fight had something kind of new and interesting in the theme and all the different elements? I was like, holy cow, what am I going to see when I step foot in this arena? And what are they going to do to subvert my expectations? No, it didn't. No. Yeah. It, I mean, even, even the, uh, the uh, gosh, what did they call the Stormblood series? Like the Four Lords? Um, yeah. Like, even then, like, you had a lot more interesting things. Like, you know, Bayako was a bullet hell. Zuzaku had you play yeah. in, like, DDR. These are just, like, dodge things. And, okay. okay. Yeah. But, you, you know, the one thing I, I, I do want to say and, and give credit for is that I thought that the fight was fun. Yeah. Mm. Um, it wasn't hard, but, you know, I, I do a lot of this stuff with, with my wife. And she's not a hardcore gamer by any means. But the fact that like you go into Emerald Weapon and then there's that that combination of mechanics where it spins, but then you have like the kind of circular quake things and stuff mm -hmm. at the same time. I mean, both of us were like, uh-oh, <laughs> we're going <laughs> right. to get hit by this, but we didn't. And, you know, it, it you, you think it's going to be super hard, but then it ends up not being it. And it just, right. it was fun because of that. And so I think it was really fun. Um wasn't hard right but again mm -hmm. if you want to have that challenge there are the extreme modes right um and, you know the same idea with the dungeon right if you're gonna have it be you know something to be a little easier on a on a, on a level cap boosting patch it's gonna be the easier modes right. of stuff or the the story-based stuff um, the extreme mode wasn't hard either you just um, hasn't, okay i haven't had yeah. a chance to, to jump into extreme yet it, no it's they're very similar and i would say the extreme okay. mode is is not challenging, but also still pretty fun, with the mm. exception of maybe mm -hmm. the sword dropping mechanic. Right. Okay. Um, I think that the extreme brings that level of flash. Because to me, the thing that it's missing, because you think back to Stormblood, and no matter how you feel about the Four Lords, it was flashy. Like, most of the primals in Stormblood were super flashy, too. Think Lakshmi. Mm. Think Susano, right? Super yeah. flashy, big effects. And then we have <laughs> these two who are relying on the Oversoul, right? It's like, that's the flash of the battle. Otherwise, it's like, I'm in a Garlean hangar 
you know, like, cool, yeah. and I'm fighting Emerald Weapon, or, you know, that I've seen before in 7, and these mm -hmm. are the kind of abilities it had in 7, kind of, not really. So it's like, they're missing that flash, I think, in these these okay. really, I don't know, they just don't have the same pizzazz as the previous Trials had. To me, <laughs> the coolest visual things were when you realize the first time that that laser that's going in a circle is making the arena smaller because the, yes. the outside just falls off. Both yeah. hilarious and kind of cool. And then mm -hmm. when you get to the oversoul part and the uh, Gaius oversoul is gold, just like in Praetorium. That was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I liked, I think it was appropriate, especially for the surrounding story, to have the face off with Gaius's legacy, right? Like it makes sense to me. Um, and going to like the battlefield, like I thought the transition and stuff was was cool. Um, I actually did also like that mechanic where it's the lines of him and like you have to sidestep into the openings. Yeah. Not necessarily because I mean like the mechanic you figured out, like you know what's happening, but it did give me this sense of almost facing the Garlean Legion, right? Mm -hmm. That it's not just Gaius, it is Gaius and the people that he led, and I Gaius liked and six that. floating hands. Yeah, yeah like, I liked that kind of feeling because I did feel like, well, if we're just going to have Gaius in the middle of the arena, we're not going to have a meteor dropping down behind us right. and all the music going crazy. Like I was like, this at least gives me something that I feel kind of, yeah, you know, connected. It reminds to. you um, he was a general, right? Yeah, and I liked that. I thought all of that was good, but really, for me. The trial itself is not what sold the show for me on this yeah. one. It was no. the story of the weapon this time. It's all oh about the God. story. I feel, I feel like the trial fight is the transition makes the trial fight too long. Mm. That's one of the things I think that transition yeah, is definitely. pretty long. It is long. Um, mm. And I um, and you know my 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 real attachment to this is of course the story, but also I'm just fascinated with the idea of Worland as a place. So right. seeing. That is yeah. the backdrop for the second phase was also good for me. Mm -hmm. um, that that that, that sort of transportation to it, like that's really cool. I'm glad that they added that to the Oversoul because if it was just Gaius in that hangar, like come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I was so captivated by the story, and um, this was one of the only pieces of 5.4 content that I played live because uh, mm. I recorded everything else off stream. And I was like, oh, it's just like the weapon stuff. So I'm just going like, to play it and voice it. And this will be great. And I actually, like, I liked this more than the main story quest, yeah. to be completely honest. Yeah. I couldn't believe, one, that it wasn't voiced. Because, like, mm -hmm. I mean, they, they have limited resources. And I totally know that, right? But seeing how all out they went, especially with those post cutscenes with the torture that we witnessed, mm -hmm. with the lines, the children. Like, yeah. I, I said this last week, but they have obviously upgraded some of what they're doing with um, uh, how like how they can realize graphics and visuals. And they talked about this somewhat with Shadowbringers, and we saw more of it with some of the character interactions and even some of Graha's animations and things. Okay. Like, that. it's just so good. And it was so funny to me that out of everything, and this is also partly what makes me think that this storyline is going to tie into our MSQ. Mm. Um, I hope so. We saw more unique animations and a truly visceral, gruesome thing on a scale that we haven't seen in this game before. Like, we hear about it all the time, it fades to black. We hear about we, a screen, yeah. it fades to black. But I could not believe when they didn't cut away. Right. And they showed these children holding these burning sticks. I lost my mind. <laughs> and, like, his, it's just so well done. Like, yeah. his 
his dialogue is incredible. And I was saying this last week, but like when I voiced him, I don't know why, but like when I first started doing it, I, I, I started giving him this like very high, like a higher sort of softer, almost like you're talking to children kind of voice. And it wasn't until we really came into this cutscene that when I was acting as him, yeah. right? And then when he gets angry, I would drop it and it'd be nasty. And like in this scene, doing that was so viscerally uncomfortable mm -hmm. to me because his writing yeah. is fantastic. The way he talks to these children as if they are his own, as if he's grooming them, as if they are beholden to him. And then he forces them to do these horrific things. Like, it's so brilliant. And <laughs> I I mean, like, honestly, like, I think if they had gotten a phenomenal voice actor in there, it would have been even a hundred times more chilling yeah. than it yeah. already is. And, and, and then, then at you, the end, too, he does that, uh, like, that little, like, that little clash. Yes. And he's like, he's like, hey, kids, you want to go see something cool? Like, the only way I can think to describe this ending scene is, like, it's just so fucked up. And, I, and that's absolutely. what makes I, this character so good. I could not. Like, I actually was, I was reading the, the, mm -hmm. the dialogue out loud on stream, and um, I, I had a few content warnings in my chat, like, you know, because they didn't want to spoil, but they did want to let me yeah. know that the heavy stuff was coming up. And uh, I appreciate having that. But, like, even those warnings could not touch on how heavy. Yeah that content was and when we got to burn out the bad i could not read that out loud right i was like i was like i can't voice out this part this is incredibly like despicable and i love the writing here yeah. like this is i'm just like i'm just like okay so i'm not gonna make a big show of this but i'm gonna let you see the screen and see this because uh, i couldn't do it but man if they had a voice actor in there it's yeah it's uh, weird, like yeah, I think they've talked about um, the fact that Gurleans, uh take children and brainwash them. They take children from mm -hmm. every place that they conquer and they brainwash them. And we finally saw it. That yeah. is 100 percent brainwashing children. And that is I, freaky. I think like as as much as everybody, you know, praises Emmett Selk as a villain. Right. Um, he's doing it for his reasons. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's some really good humanity and stuff there. As a villain that's a villain, I think Milkman is the best bad guy in 14. That said, Emmett Selk is the one who built the society. This is true. True. Yeah. But this is what makes this character so incredible. Like, I could nerd. I seriously, I could nerd about just this one scene for a million years. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's what makes this character so fascinating and also incredibly bold. Like, doing this in the game was bold. I never knew coming out of Stormblood because they kind of shied away. It was a very nationalistic story, right? Like, mm -hmm. we are going to retake the homeland patriotic theme song. And when you're dealing with it, I mean, like, you really are dealing with these incredibly complex and awful things. Like, what does it mean to be raised in a society that is a supremacist society? What does it mean to live under the legacy of being oppressed and invaded? Like, all of these different things have so many different facets. And I've even talked to friends who are from Germany. And, like, this is, I'm not going to go too much into this, but, like, talking about being a young person growing up in the face of something like that, it's an incredibly complex, complex, complex thing. 
And I never thought that they were going to actually hit it head on. I thought Fordola and Yotsu were the most we were probably right. going to get. And they were incredible for what they did. And I absolutely adore them. But here we have seen in the weapons them explore the things that were the undercurrent of Stormblood all along. Gaius is facing himself. And this man who in many ways is a child who's been raised in this society to always fight for title and rank and who resents everything that's ever been taken away from him, who wants to be like this icon that he's idealizing, who was this legend who has now abandoned his people. Like, it's incredible. And he as a character has so many layers just from like, his theatricality to, I mean, even like his hairstyle is kind of boyish haircut that they have him in. All of these different things that are complex layers with him in this this society that yes, has been very militant, has been been raised to to be supremacists, that has been, it's just, it's it's ballsy. Like, I just have to be honest. Like that scene was phenomenal. And that like those scenes alone I didn't even care about the fight. And then, like, and then you real. even have that part mm-hmm. afterwards too. Like yeah. we, we, we haven't even talked about yet. them testing yeah. the the diamond. Would you guys where... say uh-huh. that the milkman shakes you down to your bones? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Fusion. I saw you look over at the stream deck to see if you had an eject button. I saw that. <laughs> Boots gone. I mean, you lost him. I can go. He's done. But like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, just, yeah, I mean, diamond is a whole such thing. A, diamond, such a yeah, bad dude. Like he, he's they, so they have this 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 family. It's the the husband, the wife, and like their their kid. And so like the the dad is like the the test pilot for mm-hmm. over. So obviously we know as the player. This isn't gonna end well, but by doing this, you know, Milkman says, "I'll let I'll I'll let the the wife and the kid go if you do this." Mm-hmm. Things go as we expect, and then he pulls the mom in as the next pilot. You're just like, yeah. dude, like, ah, oh, this guy, like, it's just like it, these are such horrible things. But I love that for the first time in a long like I can't remember ever hating a villain so much in this game yeah. oh absolutely i can't wait to i can't wait to to go after him i yeah. honestly can't yeah. um and another instance of xenos being beyond control here yep you're yeah. right yeah you're definitely right mm-hmm. that was a great insight that you mentioned yeah. earlier yeah i hadn't i had never thought about that um and you know it's very we, interesting we, we keep saying that this is a parallel to gundam because you know it it, it, it is and this is one of the things about Gundam that you don't see on the surface is there's some really dag nasty evil, like just in most of the series, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's mech and it's cool and whatever things happen. Some of them get really, really dark like this guy, right? There's, there's instances of, you know, child soldiers and things like that and the people who drive them and the societies that drive them too. So it, it, it's just, it's even more to me kind of i don't know it feels more like gundam that i remember you know um mm-hmm. so i think i don't know i i hope we i kind of hope we don't kill him i kind of hope he goes into the next if we're going to garland I, I want him to be there i, I want really him to be want this stuff to intersect with msq on a, right. in a oh, big yeah. way i don't want this just to be a side thing i really want to see this guy have a bigger impact they need a new things. leader 
they, I, they do. I wanted to say this about yeah, both this story and the Void quests. Mm -hmm. I really hope that these two quest lines don't remain side stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it makes sense to me, right? We we've talked we touched on this, and I think a lot of people have brought this up too in the community. Like the fact that Verlite has entire new assets, mm -hmm. like that's not usually something that they just do if they're right. not like already making zones for a new. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. the fact that we have unique architecture, which of course takes concept artists, takes design teams, and you realize that in the game it takes all this different stuff. It really does make me think. And we've had this mention in the MSQ and things about the unrest in the provinces and all of this sort of stuff, right? I always thought that we were going to be sort of facing Garlemald as a nation with a leader heading it. Mm -hmm. But I think we are going to instead be almost more dealing with just the aftermath that is Garlemald, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and I mean, we'll see as we get into it, but um, something I also wanted to mention with this one, I, I think too, I think they did a great job with the uh, the, the children, the yes. not the children, but like the actual characters that are piloting. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, mm -hmm. I've kind of been like, I don't know if I really exactly think they're right. like, I don't know if I think their motivation is good. I don't understand. But this time I thought like it hit home for me. I thought they did some other great supporting things with the discussion even about um, the young woman who is like part Garlean, who, mm -hmm. uh, you know, was never accepted really by either people. Like mm -hmm. all of that stuff is so good. They even went back in, uh, mentioned Livia and um, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, so I want to tell you right now that after hitting with so after hitting us with the, the torture and everything and being so angry at this horrible villain, the next quest they do is have you have to stand and nod and smile to somebody who is telling you about how important all these people in her life were and you killed each and every one of them. Oof. Yep. I yeah, it's like was, a that was ooh. yeah. You it's know, like a people, better version of the Elidibus right. explanation. People were so yeah. low on these orphans, you know. They were just color coded yeah. Gundam pilots, right? They're just mega yeah. pilots. Who cares? They throw away. They don't. They're they're doing and this I, for no reason. And now I you think, know. Yeah, and 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 they have that right that mention with with uh, with Livia. I hope that's just a little bit of groundwork to just kind of come back and maybe may not. You know, take that one scene from 2.0 and make it like infinitely less creepy, right? Right, because that's always been the thing. As soon like as soon as we had Ruby Weapon, you're like, oh yeah, these are like the orphans and stuff. And you're like, wait, like, Gaius was a dad to live live you, but he, you know, like oh, as oh, as much as in oh. a perfect world, I would like that. I also am kind of against it because we need examples yeah. of how he's a bad guy, and that's a pretty solid one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? This is so But they've been raising so him up so much, though. Like, it would yeah. be well, so weird. I disagree. And... They, I disagree. I think that they okay. undermine him, this one. I think that they okay. really, because we have, like, in that fight, right, where he's facing, again, his own legacy, we have this man who is trying to live in his shadow, who is, in theory, doing what he also did to other children. Although, mm -hmm. I think, from what we know about Gaius, right, like, I don't believe he, as he himself has said too, that he like physically abused right. like his charges. Yeah, Gaius wasn't things, full right? on batshit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, but when you think about it, I mean, he was part of a system that, like we talked yeah. about, facilitates this at its yeah. worst. And like, that is something that I think, like, all of these things, Zen, I loved what you said last week during our spoilers. You said, 
I think that they said more with Gaius in the silences this time mm. than they did with any yeah. of his words. And I completely agree because like there were a few times, especially like in that sequence where, yes, you're confronting the fact that you've killed all these people that mattered. And I was yelling in the background, yeah. like, why can't I just choose not to kill them? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but like um, there were several moments where Gaius was just silent and they just showed you his face mm -mm. and like in those moments i went with the kind of character he is and the kind of man that he is i don't think he would say anything but i think that what he isn't saying says it all right. and like I, oh i don't I think he that. can i don't think he can pretend that this is a surprise to him anymore mm -hmm. right like he like every time that this sort of stuff has come up with him like between basically when we got to know him as the shadow hunter forward Mm -hmm. Um, every time that something that Garlemald was doing that was really, really questionable, he was surprised by it. Like, oh, the Emperor was doing that? Like, and I, 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 I'm like, guys, there's no way. There's no right. way you moved up that high in that society and had no clue what was going on there. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's interesting, uh, too, because we see that, that one scene, right, where, where they kill, um, Varus, right? He's still... Even with everything that's gone, he is still very loyal to that throne. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how the rest of this plays out. But I do think I do think there's like this has to come back into the MSQ somehow for, mm -hmm. for this for the reason Brooke brought up. Like Turncliffe is beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. I love hanging out in Turncliffe. Uh, very Scala so Scala Ed Kylum. Um, <laughs> and I love Kingdom Hearts. So yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh... I, uh, a lot of people refer to this as a redemption arc for Gaius, and I completely disagree. Mm. Um, we we have seen him look back on things he has done with regret, and up until now, they've mostly been about um, not being able to help Mother Garthamald. Mm -hmm. The the fact that he screwed up has screwed over his home. He, that he still like we see with Varys, like Fusion just said. Garlemald's still his home. He is still loyal to Garlemald. And I think in, in this particular section of the Whirlit storyline, where he sees what happened to this, these children, that you can tell he, on some level, cares about. Mm -hmm. That's that's a level of regret that's new. And it has right. nothing to do with, with Garlemald and that he wasn't able to serve Garlemald. He is yeah. regretful that he did this to these children. You know, yeah. and that's part of the, the oversoul and, you know, him coming out, but then his mechanics being his soldiers, that's that's what Gaius thought to himself. You know, like, he, he thought, I am raising this regiment. These are my people. I will, you know, I will make sure that they are good and they will empower me to take over, you know, what I needed to do. So, like, to me, like, his powers being the soldiers and then him seeing what that has done to those soldiers is really impactful. Um you know yeah oh i totally agree i i love it i think there is a complexity to storytelling here that is so fascinating and it, it's so worth digging into i i really don't know part of me feels as though they are positioning him to be a future leader of garlemald but it is really fascinating to me like if we compare this to something like um emmerich with mm -hmm. ishgard right right Emmerich is from the get-go, a good boy. He's beautiful. <laughs> he's so good to look at. But also, he's good inside. And, mm -hmm. like, you know, he is trying. He's like, I'm a good, shiny boy who's going to do good things in this world. And then he confronts <laughs> the fact that, like, 
the system and, and his lineage and his father and like these things are not good. And he kind of gets brought down by them. And yet he is optimistic about leading Ishgard's future, even though they also have a history of bloodshed, right? Gaius is almost the reverse in that he has been a facilitator of this violence. Mm -hmm. He has been a part of this system. He has been blinded by his pride for his nation. He has been like... All of these things about him, like you said, Zen, it's like, I don't necessarily think he has a redemption arc. I do think it's a, an arc of confronting exactly what his legacy has mm -hmm. meant. And it makes me wonder if, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Garlemald, but if we follow the path that we've sort of been seeing with other nations where it's like, and now we have an iconic leader, I can't help but wonder if they're going to put Gaius in that seat. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but... At the same time, I don't think that it will be because he is redeemed and suddenly all his crimes are, you know, like, I feel it will be a really hard earned, like, right. we cannot repeat these mistakes again, you know, um, which is which is a new thing for us to see in this game. And I really hope they keep that nuance and we don't tip into like, but now I'm a good boy. Like, I really <laughs> hope they keep the nuance. I, yeah. Well, and, and keep in mind, too, we still we also have another character that we really haven't seen yet either. Um who's in charge of, I want to say it was the third. Oh yeah. They mentioned um, that. And you know, that's kind of like Garlean civil war thing. So, yeah. I mean, they, we might see them at some point as well. I, I, as much as I've, I've enjoyed Gaius coming back, I would not be surprised if sorrow Vorlet ends with his death. Mm. I mean, after, after everything that's happened, cause, cause I also, can't I would see imagine, it this time. <laughs> I can't imagine Gaius leading Garlemald. No. No. I don't um, think he would want that. He he also very he he also still has some very strong beliefs that still put him in opposition with yeah. the Aorzean alliance. Oh um, we, sorry, go ahead. I'll go ahead. No, 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 no. No, no, uh, we we see there's a line he says uh about uh he always thought that it was the strong that needed to lead the week and he still feels that way but in a different way so i thought that was really cool too mm. yeah um that's actually kind of what, it, what i wanted to touch on there is i don't i i from 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 my standpoint of obviously not knowing where this game is going right thinking <laughs> what happens if we get a good ending with garlemald like right where what is our what is our next wall to to, to throw ourselves up against where is where does this mm -hmm. take us you know um and i i, I just can't imagine garlemald also being like yep and now we're also joining the collected world of heidelin good guys force mm -hmm. yeah. they're they're yeah I, and i think gaius would be more willing to work with us than uh with nerva i guess mm -hmm. is the name then. yeah nerva I yeah think. nerva um so I don't think it's going to be Gaius. Yeah. I'm curious I, too about the leader. Oh, who is the person that's leading this sort of unusual regiment in Boja? Can't remember. I forget the name, but but I mean, we could right? we could potentially <laughs> also more, end up right? right with maybe like yeah. a good Garlemald, but then Gabronth's new nation, yes. right? So that oh, that's Gabranth definitely is... something. That's that's yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately there was there was there was another guy right there in Boja, but. He's he serves. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what yeah. that's what I was referring to. Like because okay. he has this okay. vision, right? And they, I mean, they did do some interesting things. I think with the latest Boja stuff, where some of that vision didn't sound so bad. 
Right. And, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, well, he does kind of, he wants equality and she's talking about this, but they're set up as villains. But, mm-hmm. you know, is this the future or not? I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Garlemald exactly. I don't think every faction will ever agree completely, but I mean, they are a people and they are a, a people that are extremely diverse at this point because of the children and right. people and you know that have been brought into this empire. Um, something will have to be done and whether they fragment into multiple nations or I we mean, get six, eight. 6.0 could just yeah. be a bunch of Garlemald territories and just the civil war, like for all, you Which know, I mean, it's, it's been going on mm-hmm. for a while now, but you know, we, we do have, you know, we've got Nerva, we've got Milkman, we've got Gaius, we've got Noah, Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've got I guess, that, I that party um, with uh, Max Maximus. Yeah, Maximus. Maximus yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of, I don't, there's I don't a lot know of how much of the players. popularists are left. They were mostly, right. yeah, yeah. I remember something about hearing them then getting yeah. like wi- wiped out. Yeah, only ones ah. that weren't there are alive at this point. We've heard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I it'll be, it'll be I almost hesitate to use the word, but it's it's kind of like the balkanization of Garlemald breaking into smaller pieces mm. that may or may not be at war with each other that we now have to navigate. And then some of them are still like, no, screw you guys. Like, we don't yeah. care. Maybe they're in the minority, but I would I mean, love to... if we come up with problem. five factions, we come up with five zones. Like, exactly. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've, I've been saying <laughs> you, for, for a while not a the, the idea of, you know, we could get, like, a conquest system like Eleven had, but right. with Garlemald, and, like, that would be cool. That would be something I mean, that would be and... so cool. <laughs> It would be very exciting to to be the Warrior of Light and the Aorzean Alliance navigating that really treacherous kind of political environment. That would be cool. I think that'd be super neat. And I mean, as for what goes on beyond that, I mean, we do have this whole Fan Daniel Zeno shenanigan mm. that's happening. <laughs> we have all these other open doors that have sort of been cracked as far as, I mean, the other shards and all sorts of different things, right? We have the larger yeah. Heidel and Zodiac issue, which we know should be coming to a head. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it could it, be. I don't know. There's a lot that they can do with this, and it really we, does feel like they've been steering more towards that civil war aspect than mm-hmm. I ever I would, expected when we yeah, first started. I the would path. love for them to wrap up Fan Daniel and Xenos with with the next patch or the the part two of it, and then whatever <laughs> happens there affects whatever going forward. You know, especially since technically, right, Xenos is the one at the top of the the Garlemald chain, right? But we know he doesn't care about that anymore. So if he's gone, then maybe that escalates the conflict of the Civil War, and then we go, I don't... Speculation, we could do this all day. Let's, um... I mean, I just (laughs) want to throw this out really fast. The obvious, absolute best thing that could possibly happen would be that... Oh, who's the... What's the name of the Garlean that always hangs out with Emmerich? She has... Oh, Lucia. Lucia, yeah. Oh, Lucia yeah. is secretly, she's blonde. She's secretly a part of the yeah. royal lineage. And then she uh-huh. ascends and becomes Garlemald's ruler. Because she there don't. Go. Well, I love her. Give me more women in power. Yeah, <laughs> That's Livia's uh, sister, right? So Yeah, yeah. it is yeah, Livia's so. sister. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. They could they could bring her into the, in the, in the oh, world it somehow. I mean, oh, I would be so surprised if she doesn't show up and we're doing stuff in Garlemald. Like, right. yeah, true, true. yeah. What were you going to say, Puka? I'm wondering now about the relationship between Lucia and Gaius. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking that same thing. Were were, were mm. they brought up in the orphanage together, or like what happened there? Yeah, yeah. Um, that actually immediately like I've like that that I have questions now. I hope we <laughs> see more of Lucia. I, I, I I'm kind of surprised that I haven't had that thought before. But yeah, that's definitely like yeah. a big like hey. Time to poke back okay. from heaven's word. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's always been, to me, she's always been one of those like open door question marks from Heaven mm-hmm. Sword because like with all the stuff they've set up now, just kind of the same way that, um, oh gosh, I'm so bad at names right now. My brain is completely flown out the window. Uh, Ninja, who is really devout, really devoted, Yugi. Yugiri. Uh, yeah. Like just like they kind of set her up early on to then mm. play a role with the races and things that happened later. I I feel as though Lucia has always been a possibility. It has surprised me that they haven't brought her in sooner. To be you know, honest, and it's um, it's interesting talking about Lucia. It reminds me when they introduced her back in um in two point gosh, two point four, two point five maybe. Um, I just remember like the first time she showed up. Um, you know, she's in that little room with like Harsha font and people were like going in and like angling their camera and they're like, right. that's a third eye. She's Garlean. Right. Uh, <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> right. So it's that, that little, just like, we'll just leave this, this little, little breadcrumb here. Maybe we'll come back and bake a loaf of bread out of it. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coughs in chat yeah. has mentioned wondering what the final sibling will be the final pilot. Yeah. It does seem like they're setting it up so that the daughter is going to try to pilot it yeah. instead or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, Gundam is not Gundam without a orphan stealing a Gundam, right, at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I also, we brought this up last week, and I'm really curious if in the next or the sort of final culmination we get of this, if we'll see more of a direct tribute to Mighty, or Mighty, if you will. Because um, oh, yeah. we talked a little bit about uh, the blog post, the developer's blog post that got put up, and about how Yoshida-san and Mighty bonded over Gundam. And... Um, I'm I'm really wondering, and I mean it'll make me sob like a baby, yeah. but right? I, I'm, I'm getting I'm just a little worked up just even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. just thinking about it. Like right. yeah, actually watching people catch up on Warlet and having to go through Sapphire that they hadn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. After reading that blog post, oh. I yeah yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else? I don't think so. Uh, think not that with that. Better. Like. The story, mm. the story carries that yeah, that quest carry. chain for me, like by far. For sure. For sure. I was uh, right. when we got that first bunch. I definitely was like not interested, boring, don't like it. Uh, color coded children, like Charles said. And now I'm like, <laughs> this is the best story. How did yeah. this happen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go uh, numbers then. I I gave this a four. Um, the fight. You know, it, it's it's a combination, right? It's the trial and the story surrounding the trial. The fight was okay, but the story and just the the villain is just mm-hmm. the villain alone is a four, right? Like, just amazing, absolutely amazing, terrible person, and I love it. Yeah, uh, everything Fusion just said four. It's, it's really good. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thoroughly enjoying this spot in ways that i did not that look on pook's face he knows where this is going yeah <laughs> i'm i'm sorry like the, uh, talking about it actually kind of makes me want to change my right, score but... because i feel like the story carried even harder but because the story was the only part of it i enjoyed i gave it a two i mean that oh. makes sense oh. that makes sense though that's no, fair that's fair it's that's fair that's go with totally go with fair. your gut yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's totally fair i give it a four which is surprising. To, like, you know what I mean? Because I will agree, Pook. I absolutely agree with you. Um, I always look forward to the the primal fights. Mm-hmm. And I have been kind of underwhelmed with what we've gotten with the weapons. I mean, I'll just be totally honest. Um, from that point alone, I probably would have rated like you did. But from, from a standpoint of somebody who just is so passionate about characters and narrative and... Um, 
I, you know, I went to acting school. Um, <laughs> I was an actor. <laughs> no, I just, I personally found that those beats, the moments that they worked in with the story, it was so, it was so uh, incredibly done to me that um, even with all of that in mind, I gave it a four because mm. I was just like, for me, this was the highlight story of this entire patch. And right. I, mm -hmm. I was yeah. really, mm -hmm. really blown away by those scenes. And it's just, you know, whichever one you're kind of emphasizing more. Right. And I think that just resonated with me, but I did go ahead and, and as, it as we constantly bring up, Emerald Weapon's feet were not as terrible as Ruby. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of all this, we need to we need to just do like a whole episode or a or a post up on the on the site just talking about which which feet of of the weapons were better, <laughs> or maybe just go through the, the entire trial list, right? Mm -hmm. Just just yeah. ranking. I think that's feet. going too far, to be quite honest with you. They're gonna start suspecting weird things about us. <laughs> I just, I, I was really, I was really it. hard on the fight simply because this isn't yeah. the same expansion that we got. See the sacrifice, and, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like yeah. I don't, I don't that's, blame that's you. Like I, I gave it a four because the the fight, the normal fight, meh. The extreme, to me, at certain parts, it was it was kind of like Thornton, where it was here are all the mechanics right now. You have to figure <laughs> out exactly what you have to do, right? I really like fights in which there are so many things going on that you're like, okay, all right, how do we even approach this? And that fa that figuring it out, even if, like, for me, the rest of the static had already done it because I was busy with work. So when I got into it, they are sure. just like, this is what's going to happen. Oh, look out for that. And to me, that always makes a more memorable fight. <laughs> and then looking at the, the mechanics, I'm like, you know, this this is pretty good. And the main thing to me was the the narrative decision to have Gaius not have any superpowers in Oversoul and to have his powers be the people. I like that a but... lot. That hit me way more than the fight did, you know. I just mm -hmm. like that kind of putting the narrative into the fight. So, Hearing you talk about it now, uh, normally when we hop into a fight where the majority of us have already done it, we can just sort of be like, all right, now you go here. Okay, now you go here. The very first mechanic in this fight is those orbs. Yeah. Where you have to pop mm -hmm. one of one color and one of another. And depending on what the north one is, you go clock uh, clockwise or counterclockwise. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to explain that quickly yeah. <laughs> when you yourself have halfway forgotten this already. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. everybody just die really quick, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know that that and the story. I mean, there you go. Okay. I mean that still gives it a. I mean, I'll let you say that. I mean that's still up there. It's it's eighteen out of twenty. Yeah. So. I'm serious. It's really good. Yeah. Um. And it's it's really interesting too. And I'll I, I'll wait to to say what I want to say just to to not spoil mm -hmm. the scores. Um. Next up is the raid. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This Boy. should be an interesting discussion. Looking Bye. at the numbers here. Um... <laughs> I uh, have so many conflicted feelings about right. this. Right. <laughs> um, it's like, I was yeah. right on the cusp. I almost just want to say, here's my number. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there are parts of it that I really love. Like, we, we also touched on, we touched on this, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, <sighs> Gaia and Rain's relationship, I think, is strong like i mm -hmm. loved that component i wish that maybe we had seen 
a little bit more in-depth, consistent development over the course of the entire narrative arc. Like, it's there, but, like, mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like we really started to get into it. Um, I mean, obviously, because it's a character, she doesn't even show up until a little bit in, right? Um, and then there's this kind of mystery about her. Right. And then there's all this other stuff. It, mm -hmm. I felt like the core of their connection was good. I felt like a lot of the stuff surrounding it thematically was all kinds of scattered all over the place. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we have the eight influence, but we don't do a whole lot with it. But then you do have the scenes that are like the same thing as the ending of eight, but that's like Eden and the land has been restored. And then like the, the fights are all the primals from the past yeah. that we remembered, but like some of them do or don't facilitate the narrative of like, Reen struggling with her own new identity and Gaia now going through her own journey of this. Like, it's like, this is a fun fight, we'll do it. But each arc didn't totally right. hit home for me in a super comprehensive way. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -mm. the personal character arcs. And I hate the stupid Shiva fight. Yeah. I never want to do it again. I'm so Ever. sick and tired of watching that naked child never. get climbed up by that snake dragon. I just like, it's like there are ideas that I love and do I love that at the end, like, there there was this whole controversy, and this is a whole other thing we can talk about, but the Twitter post that went out that seemed to be sort of indicating that we might have our first LGBT romance canonically. Right. Well, we have LGBT NPCs, mm -hmm. but there was this idea that, like, we might have our first main characters that may be in some sort of LGBT, you know, relationship with each other. And I wasn't totally sold that that was going to be the case. Yeah. But then we do get the cutscenes, and it's like... Sure, Gaia does say the line that is the line she used romantically with her past mm -hmm. lover, Turin. And we do have the super mega pride crystal in the background. Yeah. Like, are there <clears throat> things there that could codify it as queer? Yes. But again, is it actually canonical? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. so for me, it was really tough because there was a mixed bag of stuff I liked. And this is not even talking about the fights, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I thought the fights yeah. were fun. But we'll get to that later. But like, I just, there were so many scattered things about this, some that I really liked, and then a lot of others that I was like, ah, right. On the stronger. Yeah. There I, was I a, think for... a chunk in, mm -hmm. in the middle of that, the last arc, just the last arc, that was really juicy and interesting about how Gaia is an Asian mm -hmm. and Eden is an Asian. Yeah. <laughs> I did not changed. expect that. Yeah, me I, either. I mean, once we, I was, saw, once we yeah. saw the the poster, I was like, okay, well, there's an Asian yeah, in there somewhere. That's weird. And it's probably the thing there? in her head. But, and and the fact that they, those were sundered Asians. So we get to, mm. to learn a little bit more about that yeah, what and what like. that even means. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that they can sort of call to each other. Yeah. And the like, one of the most interesting things is that Gaia was supposed to be the one who was the heart of Zodiac. Supposed to be mm -hmm. the heart of Zodiac. And then yeah. they... Moved over to Elidibus. Yeah. Um, so all that stuff's really interesting. Why wasn't it spread out? I don't know. Um, more importantly, um, I'm I this this was actually brought up I not not even my observation, but brought up and now I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on this for a little bit because Urianje knew what happened to the first. Yeah. He was given that story by Elidibus back in Heaven's Word. Yeah. Knowing that, and also continuing to encourage some of the stuff that happened in the Eden story... Right. ...is kind of funny. <laughs> um, I don't... I, I, yeah. I, I, he just wants Do you to think know he knew everything? 
I mean, uh, I mean, look, Uriange not, not telling us some big information isn't yeah. anything new. Mm. We're like, hey, don't lie right. to us anymore, and he's like, can't promise that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I, th- I think I think with Eden being Mitron, yeah, I think that's something that might have come up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I also just don't get. This is the thing for me. Like, okay, when we were first going into this raid set, and we were talking episodes and episodes and episodes ago about yeah. what we hope for this raid set, right? My first thought was, man, I really loved the Sin Eaters. And I was like, mm-hmm. I thought the Light Wardens in particular, I was like, man, I love the designs. I would love to see really hard Light Warden stuff. And I had said at the time, like, wouldn't it be interesting if there was some kind of mega Light Warden or something mm-hmm. that was out in the middle of the desert and that's why that land was still all corrupted and you know, so on and so forth. And then we get Eden and it's like the very first fight of this entire thing is Eden. And I was like, oh, well, just because it's like an eight homage and they have this ship here. And then to get to the end of this and have it be like, guess what? The original Sin Eater, it's Eden. And we already fought her in the first one and it wasn't even hard, but it turns out that it's sort of like (laughs) a night warden that corrupted everybody. I was like, why is this not the final fight of this entire thing? What are you talking about? Like, we literally just get it revealed to us that this is... In Asian, the the power of of just the amount of energy and ether and the that has been converted into raw light power, and we are fighting this. <laughs> and I was like, that's not to say that I don't. Dis- yeah. I, I like the design of of guy. I think it's a cool design. I think it's neat, but it feels so counterintuitive to the momentum of the reveals of the story. This is a yeah. Yeah, this is a really great example of the the issue with having differences with savage mode raids, yes. raid bosses. Um, mm-hmm. You look at the, the the bosses we've had in the past. Uh, Coil, we had we fought Bahamut. Alexander, mm-hmm. we fought Alexander with interdimensional rift. We fought Omega with Eden. We fought whatever the fuck this thing is. Like, yeah. what is this? Why does this matter? But then in Savage, you fight Gaia, and you're like, oh, this makes sense. But if you do normal mode, you're like, I don't know what this is. I don't know why I should mm-hmm. care. And instead of, like, some crazy, cool penultimate fight, we're just going to get some kind of generic-ish sounding epic music and then watch them eat biscuits and pick out lipstick. Yeah. Which, like, don't get me wrong, I love the biscuits and right. lipstick. I actually thought that was super cute and sweet. And- but again, it's like, where where are these themes being reinforced mm-hmm. throughout all of this, Right. If the story of this is about the relationship between Reen and Gaia, and it's about the two of them as opposites coming together to create balance, which could have larger repercussions for things like Heidelin and Zodiac, mm-hmm. right? Then why is that not the focus? If the focus of this, if we judge it off of our culminating boss, is what the idea or concept of paradise means to different people, then why in the world did we not get that theme throughout everything else? They could have done something super cool even with the primals, where each primal iteration talks about the beastman's idea of what a perfect world would be. Like, they could have done something where, like, (laughs) when we get to the void, we get a reflection of the people's struggles and the cloud of darkness. And at her heart, there's a line that she says, um, oh, what is it? We and we never saw light again there's something she says in that fight and i'm like if that's the core of this 
then where do we get the core of, of, of the, the cloud of darkness? Where do we get the core of what it means to have a perfect world? Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's that there are a lot of good concepts, but nothing was honed and then communicated no. through this whole thing in a way that right. makes sense with the fights and with right. all the other stuff. And we, uh, we did the whole time expect them to be opposites, right? It was yeah. like kind of yeah. heavily laid on. Yeah. And then in the end, they weren't connected in that way, like at all. No, I was fully expecting Gaia to basically be Reen from the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, like that's also more interesting. That's like when 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 they set her up as the the Oracle of Darkness to you know oppose Gaia's Oracle of Light. Right. There, That's what I was. That, that's what I was expecting. Um, I I gave a diff. I I know we're not talking about the scores yet, but I gave a different score to this because I really liked the world building than mm-hmm. than I'm pretty sure everyone else gave. Um. Yeah. I was so excited for all the reveals, but I think the reason that the raid story actually meant so much to me was because of the attachment to the role story and yes. the void quest story. Exactly. And it not because of the raid too. story itself. Yes. I yeah. was, was so going to say. It I, I think, uh, I know, I think Aldi, you did, you did the the void stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to get into it. I, I know I hadn't done it. Um, I still need to, to work on some stuff, but mm-hmm. I know coming into this, you know, we, we saw that live letter. We saw, Oh, we're going to fight the cloud of darkness. Yeah. Gaia being Oracle of darkness, void connection. Like, okay, this is going to be good. And they're like, yeah, let's just like summon her like a primal. Cause we need to mm-hmm. rebalance stuff. Uh, so yeah. gig- like gigantic ball drop on that mm-hmm. one. They could have made that fight so much cooler. Also, again, at least they're consistent with that idea of like what is wrong with us. We're like, oh yeah, like the Le- uh, Titans on a go kart. Leviathan has two heads. Also, apparently, we're thirsty for Cloud of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, the Cloud of Darkness design, I believe, is drawn from other Cloud of Darkness designs. Yeah, correct, it's correct. Yeah, it's it's another one of her forms. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but the fact that we're like, oh yeah, let's think about that time we fought the Cloud of Darkness, and this is what we okay. <laughs> What's I mean, funny you know. is that I wasn't even thirsting so much over her as I was over that whatever was happening with that super mega hot Thankred Sin Eater. Oh, Got a little bit of She in there, that sprinkle was the, it on the top, wrap me in your that dragon. That was the only like, dad fight Chimera. of this. Just dad smush. Yeah, yeah. That See, that third fight was the only fight that like made sense to me narratively. Like yeah. that felt okay. Everything I, I like else that one. was just like. Okay. Appropriately named too, Fate Breaker. Yeah. Yes. Which As is someone cool. who loves the first, the second one is my favorite. Like actually, the actual Shadow no. Keeper. Oh my goodness! And Bar- Bark-, Bark Knight is a good girl. Oh, Bark man. Knight is a very good girl. <laughs> Absolutely. My least favorite one. I'm so bored by that. <laughs> well, yeah, the fight's not great, but okay, okay, okay. the the backstory mm-hmm. and knowing who that is. And why that is, and how it relates to how Mitron got into this predicament, like it just like all that together made the the story kind of click. And then you get the Void Quest, and it just turned it up to eleven hmm. for me. Right, and I think that's the problem here is because like the 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 Shadow Keeper, mm-hmm. uh, and all of the all of the build up into the Shadow Keeper as a character yeah. is in the role quest. Yeah, it's not in the raid story. It's not over in all. the role quest. Yeah. 
um having oh. already done the roll quest before that now i'm just like okay now i'm seeing this and this is cool and this is a bit of the first history right. and it's like great we're getting this awesome history lesson but i could see going into these four fights without that and going i like, have no right i had no what, idea what, what this thing is or why i should care yeah. I mean, yeah. Least, I've done, so I did all the role quests. I know about Silva. I know about these sorts of things. Uh, wait. Yeah, Silva? Her Silva. name is Silva? Yeah. Yes. Um, right. So, like, having that context at least did make this much more relevant. And I do yeah. have to say that, like, I'm super, super, super glad that they put this in this time. Because having something bonus, even having some of those extra dialogue options that you can mm -hmm. get with her where she, like, pops into your room in that one patch yeah. and stuff, like, I love that. Um, I haven't done the Void Quest iteration of it yet because I've been working through all the other content and yeah. raiding with the static versions of these fights. And I really want to and really wish that I had because I do think it'll change how I see even more. But you're mm -hmm. right. Like, if somebody has not done all of those role quests... That's they a, that's a pretty big stuff, gatekeep for that yeah, kind of stuff is. that yeah, makes that raid is. so much better, especially with just, mm. like, yeah. how awful it felt narratively to me <laughs> this time around. Yeah. To know that, like, there is extra stuff out there. Oh, but by the way, you have to do all the role. It's like, yeah. get out of here. Like, yeah, I, I didn't earn it. I just watched Ethis's video, you know, well, right? Yeah. I didn't even earn it. That's the thing. You can just do that, right? right? Like, it's one of those things where if you don't want to spend the time and energy, you can do it and you can still get the lore. You can still see it. So, like, right. there is that. I don't mind it being, like, a reward for choosing to dive more into the lore of the world. I think what is a little bit funny is that because obviously they were trying to replace job quests and they were mm. like, well, we'll tie this to your role and it'll sort of match with the roles of the Warriors of Light. Like, it does create this weird sort of connection as opposed to it just being like a story quest chain that anybody can choose to do yeah. in the Crystarium. It's something like, well, if you're going to do this, it's going to be your tank one. So you have to have a tank. And that's kind of where I'm like, some people aren't going to want to do that. No. They may not really feel comfortable with those other classes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what the solution is because I I don't you know. Bad, but... I I think this is actually a downside of the story of the role quest being yeah. too good. Yes. Like <laughs> it. Like at Love least it. I don't feel bad that I missed all the white mage quests about the tank, the tank, the tank, the tank, the tank. Right? You know. Yeah. Exactly. But the yeah. role quest stories are phenomenal, and I don't think I would feel out of place doing a role quest story about like the caster dps one as a tank like it, yeah. it the, the connection mm -hmm. isn't that strong where i've mm -hmm. been like so i really do think they should open them up because the story is too good to Absolutely. not have people have access to like really yeah. it's honestly like, kind of like uh the dark knight quests mm -hmm. i had never done them until recently and everybody's always like they're so good they're so amazing they're so good and i was that's like that's what i've heard yeah I will say this. I expected them to be very emotionally moving. I did not expect them to be the true finale to Heaven's War. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, right? Oh. And okay. let me yes. tell you that yes. the Void Quests are the true fin finale to Shadowbringers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They yes. are. Why? Why? You just Why have to kind of do it. Like, I couldn't believe when you get to the portion of the Dark Knight quests. I don't want to say anything to ruin for anybody who hasn't, sure. you know, but... Like, there is a point of reflection that feels so necessary after Heavensward, mm -hmm. and that I truly believe is your character's actual pro, like, finale wrap up to, to the narrative of Heavensward. And it's, um, I mean, I think you just have to kind of do it. Like, if, yeah. if you can ever get yourself to level it, or mm -hmm. I, I just kind of have to do it, because it's, um, 
It's super good. And this does feel like these quests in the same kind of vein, even though I haven't done all of the void quests that have just been added. Like, um, if you don't know that stuff about Silva, or you don't know the stuff about the other Warriors of Light and, and the bits that you get if you do those role mm -hmm. quests, it's like you're yeah. missing out on some massive stuff yeah. and really important stuff. Right, like I would have not cared about Mitron and Logriff if I didn't oh. know about the people who fought them. Like, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, it was cool to get the nice little touch also about the naming convention, uh, like the true names of who they were before they were raised to Asians, yeah. you know? Hades, Artemis, Gaia, mm -hmm. Greek mythology here. Because it, it starts, you know, into speculation of who is who, who was who. Like, yeah. is was Asian Hermes? Or Apollo, mm -hmm. or we we do know, have shoes. Yeah. You know, we have Hermes shoes. Like, yeah. and so that's why I really like the raid story because it opened up all of that, and it yeah. and I and we brought this up with the um with the trial story as well about how these side stories are so connected now to the MSQ and the world building there. They're not actually side stories anymore. And that's what I loved about it. And that's what I loved about like all the stories on the first actually do come together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. so uh, we talked about it a little bit last week with the whole, uh, Hey, this was supposed to be the eight fight. Mm -hmm. And we saw very, very little. Uh, most of the stuff with the exception of the figure of Eden itself uh, yeah. is just vague final fantasy eight references. And they're, they're kind of solid. And, and like, you you really need to know eight though for some yes. of these yes, like, yes definitely. i mean for one casual. of them all you have to do is watch the opening trailer Master. if you if you come here you will find me yes. that sort of thing yeah right yeah. well you but know like, some of the they, they say like they yeah that's yeah. yeah that's the thing like you have you know you have gaia uh driving the skipper and she goes oh my leg cramped up yeah there's one <laughs> then I you mean. have you know oh don't be afraid which is the fight yeah. This, the song mm -hmm. for the, the fight music that they, mm -hmm. they threw in. It's just like super little stuff. And it's mm -hmm. like, I appreciate it. But I think overall, right, when I you have this... I wanted to see this... Ultimacia! <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, I think part of the problem in this raid is player expectation. Mm. Is ultimately yep, what yep, it yep, came yep, out yep. to be. Is, you know, yep. you have this, this quest line <laughs> about Eden and people immediately like, oh, Aiden raid. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So at the end, we'll have this really cool Eden boss, but we had him at, at E1, and then instead we get this, like, super weird thing with, like, 20 boobs and, like, dudes that live in her thighs. Like, it's really yeah. weird. And it it's it's not a, a Final Fantasy boss, right? Like, every other raid series has had. Uh-oh, you broke her. I just want to take a second. Never before okay. while playing through an MSQ have I ever said to a primal... When first going in, I did not expect there to be as many boobs as there. <laughs> right. there, there are a few more. Um, and like well, obviously, and, it's and based the, off of a real world yeah. historical statue. Like this is very important to know. Like this is yeah. not something that like okay, breasts are breasts. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna like say it. Like we don't have to sexualize them. Yeah. The idea yeah. of fertility, the land. Right, of like, course. There are so yeah. many statues of goddesses and fertility goddesses that like all depict this. So like we can all get over being mm -hmm. 10 year old boys inside and be like, okay, this is a thing. And this is part of why the imagery is happening. But Fusion, I think it's exactly what you said. And I don't necessarily think that this is completely on the players as far as expectations go, because sometimes players do have, I think, unfair expectations that maybe when they don't get oh, met, sure. they get upset yeah, about. But this was something where, I mean, even like you were saying, Pook, there were certain things set up and the way that they were set up, I was like, 
oh, mm -hmm. this is the expectation that I have formed because of this. And that's not to say that a lot of them, were, I think, were even like misdirection right. to sort of trick you into then the real review. Like, no, this was the story yeah. just wasn't woven well. Like yeah. fight, fighting Artemis in the Eden story is not like it just it, it was so so out there. Like yeah. I get the Artemis Artemisia Ultimisia thing. I get mm -hmm. that another eight reference, by the way. Yeah. Um, but still, just being like, yeah, we're just gonna throw a statue of Artemis at you. Like, come on. Where, where, where's the connection to that otherwise? And I feel like the the worst part for me, just because you see this over and over and over again in JRPGs, is this story was about love and friendship the yep. whole time. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, stories about love and friendship, but I just well, it's I cool wish they, I about wish love and friendship. Like, I wish we Go got ahead. a pay the payoff on the love part of it. Yeah, it would have been yeah. nice. Oh my been god, nice. it needs yeah. to be about so more too, and like more specific love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, and okay, actually so. just say it. Not like who wants to go for a ride? Oh, Reen does. Also, there's only a, two seats, so yeah. bye. See you know, bye. like it's <laughs> And everybody knows that that's not true. We all have that. We yeah. all have that mouth. And the four, other yeah. the other thing is like cringe boyfriend, right? I uh. suddenly <laughs> suddenly introduction of of cringe boyfriend. Yeah, overly attached boyfriend, yeah. I, I was just like, yeah. oh, what, yeah. what is this? Where did this go? Okay, and and it's, it's, it's weird have, too. Which would have made the love. Okay, look as creepy as as creepy as he was. Like mm -hmm. if if Gaia had said, "I won't forget you because I love you." Yeah. Right. This was yeah. so they could have. You know what I mean? They could have yeah. actually. They could have actually set, stated yeah. the love between Gaia and Reen <laughs> and used it. Yes. As mm -hmm. a story tool here against creepy boyfriend. Right. Yes. But like, no, she decided, she decided, you know what, you, you did some, some weird stuff and you totally tried to destroy my memories and it's cool. It's fine. Maybe we can like totally hook up in another life or something. And, and he, so for his part also, he spent so long trying to wake her up, right? Trying to, to bring this love back to him. And when he finally gets her, he doesn't even consider what she wants. And to me, that is incongruent. Oh, yeah. Kind of mm -hmm. nutty. Oh, the I whole mean, thing yeah. is bizarre. And when you think about it, when we first find her, she is like chained up on Eden. Yeah. She yeah. falls down from the thing. What is it? <laughs> the so, whole like, thing is just a mess. Like you, you, we go into that 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 last fight. They they merge and then they're assy and prime. But then like mm -hmm. what is what is this this Eden's promise? boss like it's based off of artemis which is the guy but it has again like it's a very feminine figure so i have no idea what's going on and then <clears throat> savage gets gaia which makes more sense but right. but for us we we have this weird narratively and again you know i i, I bashed this this weird kind of middle phase right again i applaud them for trying something new right mm -hmm. in a fight but it really kills the momentum of the fight Absolutely. and in in, in the cutscene before they were showing off the memories and stuff. Just put the snippets in that. Like, um, th like thankfully that's not I, the savage version of the fight. I didn't mind but... that actually. I okay. I thought it was fine. I mean, okay. this is the difference though. Yeah. They had voice I, acting too, which was a yeah yeah. 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 Like, that's I rare. Think that it, that's real. It, it could have worked if that whole fight was Gaia, mm -hmm. and we had mm -hmm. these memories that were being summoned from her that we were like. That right, that the Mitron part of the Asian Prime that is the Gaia boss is destroying the memories while we're yes. fighting to save Gaia by yes. fighting Gaia. Like, yes, 
Um, I also like that this was a discussion that happened during the world race because we started talking about door bosses and, you know, a lot yeah. of people are actually fond of the fact that door bosses were brought back, but there's no carryover mechanics between the first half of the fight and the second half of the yeah. fight. So why not make it for four and five? Why does right. it have to be two parts of one fight? They're two separate fights. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or crazy thought five fights. We've yeah. had five yeah. fights before. Yeah. I missed that. Give us, give us, well, give, us mean, a nor- give us a normal version know. of the Gaia fight. Five fights. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. There should yeah. have been a normal version, honestly. Like I almost would have rather have seen it be reversed, where Gaia is the boss, and then in Savage you get an extra mode. You get the so extra, some weird get, thing that whatever. You, yeah. you get whatever because yeah. then it feels like oh, okay, well this is just kind of a bonus thing, and I don't mind that Savage has differences, and I am honestly after Shiva which I don't even complain about because of the mechanics. I thought the mechanics were fine. I complained because I hated the length and I thought it was, I hated running it every single time we had to go back in and work on something in the end. I was so tired of doing that fight and Mm -hmm. I never want to feel that when I'm raiding, right? Even if you get worn out because you've been doing it a lot, I want to still feel as though like what I am doing is a fun challenge. And that was one of the only fights that I was like, I nope. really just don't even want to do another 14 minutes of this, you yes. know, like, and yeah. it's, it, you shouldn't feel that way. So like, I don't mind that there is a checkpoint. There is this, this door. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I think it's fine. But like you were saying, there needs to be something, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're, there needs to be some reason for it or some kind of, you know, now we're going to move to the next phase or just split them into two fights. Or like, I don't think the fights have to be that long, you know? No. So I guess, as, as a sort of transition, there's so many things I want to talk about. I can't even figure out what I want to specifically him, right? <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is like, we're all, we're skipping around because the story skips around so much. Yeah, I, think- I do want to say before we get too far from it though, that I yeah. absolutely agree and felt the weird dissonant tone with creepy boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. It was, this is before we get too far, because I'm sure we're going to actually start talking about the mechanics and that's, you know, where I think we should head. But, nah. um, <laughs> I could not get a read on those cutscenes. I was like, oh, he's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> was I supposed to be yeah. afraid of him or not? Yeah. Especially as a female player, like yeah. there are certain things that set off alarm bells for you. And like, not that anybody else who's sympathetic can't have those same alarm bells set off, you know? But like, I was sitting there like, oh, he's a creepo who's been creeping on her for a billion million years. Okay. <laughs> and then we get these cutscenes where it's like, oh, no, wait, it was reciprocal? She does seem to actually mm-hmm. be a like, it seems like they did have a love that they shared. And then but it's why? Like, I know. But then you go back again, and I'm like, I just, I have so many questions. And, like, I liked his lines about supporting her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have always actually had a stronger voice than you give credit to on one hand. And then on the other hand, I hated them. Because I was like, why does she have to be insecure? Right. You know, I was like, why does this female character have to be bolstered up by this guy? Why does she, she has a seat like any of them? Yeah, she like she, she's there. She's part of the convocation. Come on. I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say a name. Uh-huh. Namura. Yeah. 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 The bad man. I was really, like, I was trying not to call Namura out, but like, yeah. like, uh, like, um, okay. I don't want to, obviously I don't want to spoil Kingdom Hearts for people now. Yes. It's really a memory, but like. Can Kyrie have any ounce of agency? No. Oh, yeah. Neither can Gaia. Neither mm-hmm. can nope. Gaia. Um, like yeah. that's a that's a thing. Yeah, um, it really is. So 
it, what what bothers me even more about the creepy boyfriend is the creepy boyfriend. It's not even he was the boyfriend. He was the person who was given the memories of the creepy boyfriend. Right. And right. want yeah. to recreate that. Mm-hmm. Like he it makes it like, worse. <sighs> yeah. I yeah, mean, it's weird. It 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 feels like it should have been more of again, it's it's not reinforcing the themes that you have, right? It's scattered mm-hmm. all over the place. Because mm-hmm. like this could have been a really strong opportunity to illustrate healthy love versus right. unhealthy love. Mm. Like, mm. if we had gone all in with Rain and Gaia, which they should have done, we're overdue for canonical main character LGBT representation in this game. We talked about it in our LGBT cast that we did for Pride Month. Like, we're overdue for it. So, like, if it had been, and, like, sure, they're all sorts of love are valid. They can, they can love each other in a way that is, you know, platonic or, or familial. Like, that's fine. But... I do think if they wanted to go this route of romantic love, use this creepo as as the counterbalance to this. Make it so that those things that are weird and uncomfortable, when you then look at like what Gaia has found separate from her history and legacy, like let her and Reen have a moment where they're saying like, no, what we found is true. Our our emotions are real, and no matter what our history, no matter what we have, like. We love each other, and this is healthy romance. And whatever you had, it's a weird figment of a of a paradise that never was real. You know, like, that's great. But you can't do this weird middle ground and then put in this <laughs> line at the end where she's like, maybe I loved you, but maybe I don't. don't. But maybe we'll that's love each other. That's the worst part. Don't encourage so, crazy guy. I just don't do yeah. it. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to go back and, and rewatch everything because I didn't get creepy vibes at all all from this dude and that i'm was, like that on was the actually one of my points opposite last time. end of this I, yeah. I i'm of the notion that they used to be together assy and memory things <laughs> happened he's been looking for her the whole time because he remembers but she doesn't and mm. I, so i don't get this like oh creepy boyfriend vibe i get like just lost separated lovers over it's, time it's trying to not, get back together it's not him pining for her it's when he finds her he traps her yes mm-hmm. That is okay. 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 Now, now, now I understand. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna delete the things that you're attached to now, so that you only are attached yeah. to me. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I, some I got gaslighting. You know? Yeah. That's like, that. That is messed up. Never mind. This is the thing, though, because I don't think you're wrong for reading it that way yeah. at all, Fusion. Because yeah. the, the problem is, is that it's coded into so much media. That and I, just, I know this is gonna sound preachy, but like it really is true, and it, and it's so important to be aware of this. It's coded into so much media. These incredibly unhealthy things are supposedly somehow healthy, and you see so much, especially in relationships between like a man and a woman. This idea that like a man having control over a woman, if he is mm. doing it romantically, makes it romantic, mm. and like. It, it's tough because that's not to say that this is always something that we see. And I do think that, again, if they had decided to lean the opposite direction and this had been about the, the tragic love shared between them, that should have been a theme that was, again, reinforced from the very beginning. But when it comes down to it, the imagery is bizarre because when we first encounter her, she is literally like chained up, much like we saw Minfilia be like mm-hmm. chained up on that cross-like figure almost. And then we free her from him. And then she grows and changes and flourishes. And then we get back to this guy and he's like, well, I loved you a long time ago. So, and you don't remember. So because you don't remember, I took all your memories away. And 
<laughs> and now you must love me or you must merge with me. And if you don't merge, it doesn't matter if it's against your will. I'm going to strip you of everything and then we're going to become one again. And like, those are bad. They no good. Yeah. It's no this good guy could have sat down with her and been like, hi, I'm from your past. Uh, we used to be involved. And if you want, I could give you those memories back so you can decide for yourself what you want to do with them. I would appreciate it if you would consider me, but you know, you're yourself. Just like a conversation in so many cases can fix everything. Yeah. And it's I, okay if he's an ass and who's lost his mind. Like that can yeah, be a villainous aspect, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I won't take but, but, but in that case, she, I feel like she should be way less considerate of him at the right. end. Yes, exactly. The tone is con it's conflicting. Sorry, Aldino, go ahead. Zen well, and I are just- it was, <laughs> I was gonna take it away from this. Because okay, okay, okay. That's fine. we're talking about love, right? Mm -hmm. Mitron is the first Sin Eater. What are the Light Wardens named after? Love. Types of love. They're named after types of love. It's always been to him about mm -hmm. love, right? Mm -hmm. And when he splits oh, off or when this happens, of... it's all different types of love. And he's the, the bad love that's left behind to me. And yet, the Sin Eaters' mm -hmm. types of love, their mechanics, types exactly. of torture. Exactly, right? Which is incredible mm. if they had actually reinforced that in the exactly. narrative. Exactly. If they had done mm -hmm. if they had touched on that in Eden, oh my goodness, right? If they had touched on this this kind of deranged love being the source of these reflections of love that were also deranged, my goodness. And that's been great. I think that's another big, big thing that's a, a also, really big detriment they're to the story is, Yeah. Is there right? so many little things that knowing them make this story better right but God, they're either you... gatekeeped or like gatekeeped yeah. or you just even even going subtle... so far as like the titles like we're saying here the title of the raid eden's prime promise eternity yeah. that's basically what she said at the end maybe next time we can totally hang out right. bro that's garbage right. i hate it get it out yeah what <laughs> it is oh. miss eternity yeah what would have been so much cooler aldino you have hit you have hit something that I'm so sad we don't have now. I know. What would have been so much cooler would have been if from the get-go, he was set up as a villain, we get to some sort of culminating thing where we are facing the embodiment of love and destructive love, and all the mechanics are these torture mechanics from the Sin Eaters, and then it ends with Gaia giving him forgiveness. Right. Like, even if she says, don't, like, what you did was wrong, I, I, I see, like, mm -hmm. and I mean, they could have played it totally different with him, right? It could have been something where he has been caught in a cycle. He has been corrupted. The love they once shared was pure. That's fine, right? Like, you can do that. Yeah. I don't think that just because he's there and he loves her, it has to be creepy. Right. But they could have done something like that. And then the final thing, he, the name above his head transitions and it's forgiven blank. Yes. And then he dissolves. I know. <laughs> so Square, if you needed a, a guest creator for the next raid, um... <laughs> it's so. <sighs> it would have been so good, and we and knowing this. knowing all of that changed my score. And Pook, I think I, we might have a similar score. I don't know. But... Should we no, get to the no. scores? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to do scores, or do we? No, want no. To no say else? what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want. I just want to talk about the. the oh, set up phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> talking. My my phone. My phone <laughs> loves talking back at me. Um, so one of the reasons that I gave the score I did was actually because of a 
the fight mechanics, but also because of the connections mm-hmm. to the to the rest of the world. Like because I can tell that my score is going to be different from from so many other scores yeah. here. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> because like you know, in the Cloud of Darkness fight, the the almost platformer, like you can't stay yeah. on this this square for too long for it. Yeah, that 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 was great. I, I enjoyed that. Um, seeing the return of the tethers and all that stuff that, yeah. that was familiar. Like that was that was great. Um, I love the little shell game during the Bark Knight fight. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> um, everything about Fanjeet. Yes, Fanjeet is great. Thankred <laughs> with Ranjeet and a little bit of innocence worked in. If you mm-hmm. saw the, the gold, yeah. the wings, the yeah, yeah. Um, I I that I absolutely adored that. And then of course the three elements were tied into. Um, I died on that fight because. I didn't get a chance to do normal until after I had already been doing broadcasting for the world mm-hmm. race. So I knew how the mist mechanic worked in Savage, oh, but yeah. not in normal. And so <laughs> I died hilariously to the easier version of the mechanic because I was so familiar with the Savage version. Right. Of it. Yep. Um, yep. I thought that was hilarious. And then, um, I I'm definitely like I need I still need to get a drop from eternity for this week, normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've already gone in there three times, and I'm like, do I have to go in there a fourth time and do that intermission a fourth time? Right. Yeah. That being said, I love the draw, the cast, and the junction. Yes. 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 Like that is yeah. that. Im- it's it, it's a fun mechanic, especially mm-hmm. on the fly, to be like, okay, this is Ifrit plus Leviathan. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, um, mechanics are so good. So I, that's I, I, yeah. For me, I think I wish that the the tethers were a little easier to see, um, just oh, from, from like a DPS yeah. standpoint. Like, you know, you're from you're you're on the back, and the, you have the things in front of you, and you're angling your camera, and you, it's it's sometimes a little little rough to see where the the tethers are going. So I don't know if they needed to like spread those things out or if there's a better way to do it. But I think it might that's... be because you're you're way up its butt. I'm like I don't have a problem with that, but I'm a ranged person, so I'm like farther back. Well, mm-hmm. I, I do this all on machinist now too, and even for okay, me, well like, then just, I'll... you know the thing the, back, the thing like, I really I, have, I have to rely on is the bit. control up or down with the arrows that moves the camera yes. up or down mm-hmm. from your character, mm-hmm. like where mm-hmm. where it follows you from. Um, also, the te- the tethers are color coded. Yeah. yeah, I would have loved if they mm-hmm. gave it like a pulsing light of that color as well. That yeah. would have been much okay. better. Yeah. So sometimes I'll just see the color of a tether coming up from the boss, but not see what it's junction to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just be like, I, okay. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought us here, Pook, because all of all of my very strong feelings aside, um, I have enjoyed rating this tier. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've actually had fun. I've I've enjoyed the static. We've we've been working through. Um, we haven't been going as hard as previous tiers. So we just cleared uh, E9 right at the beginning of Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, we're up to like Enrage and E10. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I think it's fun. Like yeah. I think the mechanics are creative. I've enjoyed them. I like the fights. I like the music. Um, maybe could the first and second one have had a little more difficult? Maybe. But I mean, even with E10S, which is sort of the face role, as everybody has said it, of the tier, I thought the mechanics were clever. Like yeah. I, especially that first time when you don't know what's coming up, it was really fun to be like, oh my God, she makes a shadow of us. Okay, yeah. then what happens? And then it jumps. And then when she does, like, I really loved that because I think it was a good demonstration of taking the theme and like the boss's abilities and then reflecting it in a way that feels thematic yes. and like a little bit of a brain turner. And even though it does have simple ways around it and you know, like, you know, when you figure it out, you figure it out. 
Um, I did think that the fights themselves were pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they did an oh they did a pretty good job. I liked them. I've enjoyed them. I haven't hated running them, but I also have not done this uh, the third and fourth yet. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was okay with the first fight. It was it was interesting. Uh, I I think it's really interesting that the tiles freak people out unnecessarily because yeah. they're they're really not super they're hard. Super easy to do. You you just kind of go shuffle 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 between yeah. two people a couple right. of times and it's totally fine. But I there are still people who are like, oh no, it's like just move forward and backward. It's, it's fine. fine. I, I'm a machinist, so I can always move. So I have great yeah. time freaking other people out because I can move onto the tiles <laughs> and mm-hmm. off. I could just yeah. dance dance around oh the entire God. time. Uh, because I don't have to stop the DPS, so I'm just like right. moving the entire time. Yeah. And everybody panics. I My least favorite mechanic from that first one is actually the summon one, because mm-hmm. I I look at her. I'm the one who has to call the thing. I look at her. I'm like, okay, she's fine. This one over here is fine. And by the time I get to the third one, my brain turns off, and half of the time I like flip which hand she has for some reason. Right. <laughs> so I kill everybody. As a red maid, <laughs> I absolutely hate the tiles. Absolutely hate them. Oh my because, gosh. Because, you know, I'm a range, so I'm in the back and I'm like, my mana is really high. I would like to do my, <laughs> I'd like to do my combo, but I can't. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. you have to figure things out around that and also raising in that part. Please don't die. Do not die. I'm not going to try and put you where you're supposed to be. <laughs> Like, like that's kind of insane, right? I mean, the yeah. one good thing is that they do, they do have something in there that when you have that res, like, condition, you mm-hmm. do not trigger the waves. Yes, exactly. Which you can run for a little bit. I think saved it. Because yeah. if it had been the opposite, that would have been a nightmare. Right, like, that would have been horrible. Yeah. A nightmare. It would have been the worst. Um, I just think that they, part of why people have found certain things difficult, and even those reflections, right? Yes. Is because the mechanics this time around test various skills other than just like like just taking the information or step out of the thing mm. or do this exact like it does make you view in a different way to some degree mm. and i think that especially with the negotiation of space that's not something that we have always seen a ton of being right. put to the test in in 14 savage extreme raid stuff like that right where it is like you know, other than I am melee or I am ranged, I stand in or out of the AOE, having a, like, we must now all collaboratively step, step, move. Right. Like, it's a little bit different, right? So I think that's why it's caught a lot of people off guard. When you figure it out and you just make it routine, it's, you know, it's yeah. fine. It's, it's a lot of, it's scary personal responsibility. Because in raids, it's mostly like, we all do this. We all stand here. We all do this. If you have this one thing, you have to know to do this. But in this part, everyone has to do it right. Every single person. Um, and it, it, I've long professed it, and, you know, Zen's going to be like, oh, he's going to say this thing again. Um, everyone, I don't care if you are a world first raider, everyone has some occurrence of an, uh, an accident, right? If you're really good, it's like one out of 20, one out of 30 times I do this fight, I'm going to mess up. But other people in the group are like one out of 10. Maybe one out of five, right? All of those have to line up, right? You have to be on the time that you did it right and they did it right and that person did it right. So that's where it's you're hitting up against that like, oh goodness, if one person messes this up. Yeah. That was always the, the fun part when I was progging through E seven with the, the warps. Yeah. Because yeah. one one person in our group just really had a hard time with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you know, you warp somewhere else, you the, kill somebody else, and that's it. <laughs> tile is a personal responsibility. 
Um, yep. Kind of finding the, sh- uh, the the copies of Thanjeet is kind of personal. Every, you know, people need to find it, so you have to work together. The shadows and the side that they're cleaving is 100% personal responsibility, <laughs> you know? It reminds uh, me a lot of, oh, is it the Hello World mechanic? The one yeah. where everyone mm-hmm. does the... Those are yep. my favorite Lights rampant. Yeah, lights rampant. Love oh, light them. rampant. So many yeah. people hate them, and they're like static breakers. But yes. for me, like, I can absolutely, like, it was so funny to me because uh, I didn't even do MF uh, when it was, yeah. like, super current. Like, I went in with the static for a tryout, and they took me into it blind. And they were like, we are just going to explain the mechanics on the fly, and we're going to see how well you do. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And, like, various things super tripped me up. When we got to that part, I nailed it. Right. <laughs> like, it was like, we did, like, two tries, and I was like, Oh, I see. Oh, I see. But right. then again, I've also done dance. I've done theater. Right. I've done choir. I've done all of these things all my life that are like conducted group efforts. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, those mechanics, a lot of times they come more naturally to me, you know, because I will naturally sync with a group of people and do the thing. Right. <laughs> but other stuff can sometimes super trip me. <laughs> right. um, it's it's funny. it. Hmm. It's funny you should you should pinpoint on that kind of mechanics because I sort of feel the same way. I I like the like pattern. If this then this, if this then this, um, and that's the only part I like about the second fight. Uh, mm-hmm. I I find everything else in that fight just super snore worthy, and I don't know why. Like, it's not a terribly badly put together fight. Mm-hmm. I just I don't really like it. It doesn't bring me a sparkle joy in my brain. You're right. It just okay. Well, eventually we'll get to the part that's interesting, and I don't right. know. Right. I just I don't know if it's the the common community perception, but I hate it as range. I hate everything about everything so far as range. Like I haven't gotten to the third one in Savage, but my God, if you would just stop <laughs> making me move around when I have to cast, as yeah. I should say, range caster DPS. Good God, mm. I want to go back to Summoner from Red Mage so bad. Summoner kinda is a little bit more. Mobile. You're talking I mean, about, like uh, this, but uh, Machinist is pretty solid. This expansion, yeah, I know. Yes, to, that's uh, the thing. We were talking about this in in Emerald Weapon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? I forget which day, but we were all like, "Oh, the thing where we run around and have to dodge back and forth is kind of fun because you know we are all here and we can all." And Charles is just like, "Yeah, screw you guys." I hate <laughs> Charles. Is like, I hate all of you. Like, okay, sure. I just won't ever cast other than this one thing I can cast that uses mana while I'm running around the circle. This is cool. I mean, Aldino, I will say. The last, the last few things that we've had have not been kind to melee. I mean, and, that's true. Like that's yeah. not to say. I mean, I play. I've been playing White Mage. Uh, I used to do Astrologian and Stormblood, but I've been doing White Mage with our current static for all of Shadowbringers. And like, I feel you. There's stuff. It's frustrating. And there's times where I'm like, oh boy. Well, I guess I'll just see what I got on the fly. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make yeah. sure I have these things so that I can kind of go. Um, so it's like it feels like it's always a trade-off uh mm-hmm. i i will be interested i mean they seem like they're you know they're continuing to sort of fine-tune it and come up with new ideas and all sorts of things um but if, having having a tier that did not feel like all bad for melee all bad for ranged would be mm-hmm. so great <laughs> be like let's get a little let's sprinkle it in let's try and vary it up with each one <laughs> i don't even feel bad for them they punch harder than we do <laughs> <laughs> uh you know I mean, there, there's always going to be that. All right. Anything I, I am, else we want to talk I about I am excited to wins? get into Dadji. 
I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the baby mode of it. Um, when we went in as a, almost a full static, uh, you know, as soon as we could the morning of release and we got murdered like three times in a row because we didn't realize that he was doing the fire lightning thing around him. But as soon mm -hmm. as we got that, it was like, oh, this is this and this and this and this and this. But the one person who was in there with us was doing all these things. And I'm like, they hate us because we don't know what we're doing. So I'm just mm -hmm. like, hey, how do you do this? Hey, how do you do this? Hey, that, that did take this? me a few times to get that that part down, too. Yeah. But so, I, I feel I'm ready. I've, I've <laughs> mm -hmm. been told that it's like a Midgar Stormer and, and something else combined. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what I really hated about Midgar mm -hmm. Stormer's mechanics was that when he did the flip or the spin, he was big and giant. So you couldn't really see it very well. Mm -hmm. But you can you mm -hmm. can see that lightning and fire. So I'm ready. Right. I'm ready to punch this stat in the face. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll do scores. Scores, yep. Uh, if Rook, Rook gives uh, it a missing out of four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got something some in my eye during that. Were, oh, no. That were okay. <laughs> uh, overall, this just, this it was not good. Uh, I gave it a two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually, like, as we were talking about this, I almost regret giving it a two. I mm. kind of think maybe I should have given it a one, but mm. the, it's a low Ooh. two for me. Yeah. Ooh, I give it a two. I, I just be, just because of the story and stuff. I mean, you heard all my thoughts. Uh, I, I've enjoyed the mechanics, I guess, well enough. I've enjoyed the fights well enough, minus Shiva, um, right. if, over the whole thing. But I, yeah, this definitely will not be one of my favorite raid sets that we've ever had. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's time to put out my torch. I'm about to be voted off this island. Uh -huh. I gave it a four. <laughs> that's fine. We, we enjoy opinions. And if they're different, that's even better. <laughs> I, I, the, the mechanics were a lot of fun. Um, I like the world building. I yes. don't... I. I don't think that Eden, at, now if I'm looking at Eden as a whole, you know, all three tiers mm -hmm. as a whole story, um, it's kind of disappointing. I kind of felt the same way about Alexander's story, where it was like, yeah. okay, what's going on? What's going on? And the last four was like, okay, here's all the exposition you should have gotten in the yeah. other two tiers. Yes. I feel like we repeated that. A little bit, yeah. Um, okay. See, I, yeah. Sp I split the difference and I was at a three because of the first lore. To me, that the world building of the first, the kind of payoff, and then the the connecting the dots with what we're going to be talking about soon. Mm. I was like, you know, I was I was kind of two or three, and I was like, you know, three because void quest. I have a sure. question for you, Puka. Okay. Do, did you like Final Fantasy VIII? It's okay if you don't. It's okay. <laughs> No judgment. So, so um, I, I, right. <laughs> I, I did not like it when it originally came out. Mm -hmm. I've gone back and played it since, and I, it's, it's not my top Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike it though. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only, the only Final Fantasy I truly dislike is two. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, That's... I, I think if you want an idea of how I feel about eight and related things, my favorite Final Fantasy is actually ten. Mm. So. Okay. Solid, solid. Probably tell you like how mm -hmm. I am as a Final Fantasy player. Right. So the rest of us here are all big eight fans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do enjoy it. Yeah, I have a I have a feeling that y'all were pretty we're like, let down. No ultimate like, yeah. zero. We're big weird random zeros that happen to come together. Yeah. So like there's some stuff missing. Although that iteration of the extreme is fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Yes. That song I, is great. So good. Uh, I'm gonna listen so to that good. on repeat forever. It's <laughs> I don't know. I just like I don't necessarily care that we didn't get like a straight homage to eight. I 
But it's just, it's weird. It's just weird to me. Like, why mm -hmm. do the, the, really the, the, the bigger issue is that we didn't get an homage to anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's, really that's the thing. Care. An homage to like, common sense, an homage to love. <laughs> well, we I, I mean, all of these, I mean, all of these raids have been like, okay, and then at the end you fight this classic Final Fantasy mm -hmm. creature or whatever. And instead we got weird boob thing. We didn't even get, get zippers. It's just like, yeah. I, I don't care. I would have rather either see it all be new stuff, you know, like, or like have some new stuff. Yeah. I, I just, I guess, again, it goes down to the absolute core of this whole problem in that thematically, I just don't know why they did it. It's like, yes, I guess uh, eight, eight has some theme. If you're going to do eight, make it eight. It. Don't be like super skirt around it and try and make it original but also it, like it just it didn't work or like, or like actually use the eight themes in a real tangible way and then like bridge the, i just i just didn't get why they did it unless they were trying yeah. to hint that we're gonna have more eight stuff down the road and this is just a little bit like it just felt again really dissonant and i was like i mean because gun gunbreaker has a gun blade yeah, yeah right so so let's yeah eight references let, let me so let me let me tell you that the corner they wrote themselves into by letting us restore that part of the empty because now yes. the rest of Norvrant or whatever they actually call the planet the Norvrant is on mm -hmm. is going to become inhabitable and they're not going to do all that world building. No, it's not no. Gonna they're happen. not. They're not going to. No, like no. it's just like <laughs> we can hope that so. in the future because time runs differently somehow, right? that we'll leave and we won't be there for a whole expansion and we'll come back and it'll be like, hey, we actually made a city out there. We can hope, but also, I don't yeah, think so. We, we've, we've, we've built up all this this of the empty and stuff. Also, everyone you knew here in Shadowbringers is now dead. Yeah, they, they can't do that. They cannot <laughs> yeah, do that yeah. now. Yeah. They can't do that because of the Void Quest. Oh. I can't so, wait yeah, to talk that, about should it. We, should that's we... Actually, Oh wait, no, we oh, are other. we are another, so we can talk about. We are that on now. other. Um, I I do. I I, I do I? have a question for everybody. So we've mm -hmm. talked about. Uh, obviously, this is this is a spoiler show. Yes. But these void quests are super. Like you need to do a yeah. lot to get into them, right? Yeah. I would, yeah. I'd be fine if we just talk about the themes, or like we. Can, I don't know we about Rook. But I would be fine with that too because yeah, I think the two of be... us have not done them. Okay, I mean, as in, wait, wait. As in, we're keeping it vague, or we're going for like full spoilers. Vague, okay. being vague. I would say it's uh, it's up to both of you. If you want to have, for me, my personal opinion, if you want to have a robust discussion about the reveals, do it. I came here knowing I hadn't finished right. them, and I figured there was a chance I would get spoiled. If though you think mm -hmm. that they are so worth it that we should, this should be a thing that people should strive for and aspire with, to doing. With, with as I feel like as apparently they are. I yeah, think we should be, be safer on this. And, and and yeah, I think we should. You know what? Uh, and the lore cast, still need lore to we, we, well, lore cast, but also uh, we have a series where we went through and talked about each of the quests. We did. Yeah. We could do a we just tack one onto that. that the void Pook, do you want to yeah. come back for that? Yeah, Puka, do you want to come back? You know what? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. Then, then we'll, we'll, do we'll have that. our people um, call your people and <laughs> Yeah, no. Um because I need there, to get there's, people first. there's so much I want to say and yes. it ties so much into every other score I've given. So yes. and you know what? Like we're seriously. already we're already at three hours. Yeah. That's true. So oh my god, we it, are. <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't want to take that experience from somebody else. Yes. I really yeah. would 
I would, I, I was I would, just I like, oh, the same thing about side Warlock. quests. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, but if if it's really that big of a uh, of a deal, I think we should we should we'll be good. It's literally world changing. I'm gonna go and do it so. tomorrow. Oh, dang. I gotta uh, do that ASAP. So, I guess uh, how do we want to do other than? Because that was literally the only thing I was talking I mean, about. The only, the only so, other so Aldi, thing I had Aldino to talk gave about other is... of four go do void quests. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a near quest. I, yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, yes, there. That was, was a pretty there. good quest. I, mean, I thought yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. It was it was actually pretty. It was actually really good as far as near quests go. I feel yeah. okay. I, I mean that's I, not a very high bar, but <laughs> yeah. The, my 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 issue here is that near just feels pasted in. Yes. Like I love near. Like and it's great, but like it's connected. They did such a great job working Ivalice into the world. Right. Like, I, yeah. I this 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 twenty. I'm this, this is the story. We're, we're is right just, there with you. We've mm-hmm. we've 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 talked about it. this a little bit before. And I'm just <laughs> like, okay, payoff, payoff, payoff. Where? <laughs> yeah, where is where it? Where at? And, you're like looking and, around. You're like, hello. And this little this little this little quest that they gave us is one small nibble. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I wonder Maybe how this that is going somewhere you, now. You remember how they had you pick one or the other? Yeah. Of the, <gasps> of the dwarves? I wonder if that's different because. Well, we can all talk about that now. Yeah. Who yeah. Did, does anybody remember who they picked? <laughs> I went with the dwarf that was wearing black. I went with the the, I, the aggressive lady dwarf. I think she's a lady dwarf. The I one don't remember. In my head okay, so that's, that's already the opposites. Who who is a crazy robot thing in your story? Well, either I mean, one. I haven't done it. Well, for me, I haven't done this side quest yet, so I don't know. Oh, oh no! Well, I don't oh, no, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. I don't. Literally, care. I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, and that's the, the problem. The one in the one in white yeah. is a is a robot in my story. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I'm I'm totally with you on this, but as a person who knows nothing about Nier, has never played it. I having done this quest, I now care. <laughs> I now care what's going on. Yeah, okay. I just, I the 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 raids are fun. Puppets bunker. Yeah, like, I, I love just like, But I'm just like, as far as the story and the connection to the first, it's just like, oh, just the, 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 the alien ship. It's just it's Which there. Now makes me question space versus shards versus like, oh, are there yeah, also yeah. other planets oh. out there? That's, I mean, that's been know there the are question of ever Stormer. since we had yeah. mm-hmm. right. Midgard but Stormer. like, but did Midgard Zormer come from another planet, or does Midgard Zormer's planet also is also another shard of the source? Right. Yeah. Did that? So that's did that, where I'm. Don't know. Did yeah, the sundering we, um, thunder the entire universe, or just you know? We yeah, did, We had actually asked Koji that. Um, gosh, I think last fan fest. Um, Many, just yeah, kind of how far that that split went, right, of the source, and I don't think they're sane. <laughs> if I <laughs> right. remember that, that right. I think, I I, I think that's probably go, go, that's probably go, a, go look for our fan fest interview with Koji. That's yeah, probably a, that's there. probably a tool they want in their kit for the moment they decide to do yeah. something. Oh, absolutely, with it. absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the way the story unfolds it, it has always given me the impression that it is actual space like a different planet because we know yeah. that like the dragons lived somewhere else and that omega and, and all this stuff in their planet was destroyed and they had to flee and they talk about the journey taking ages and like omega who's been traveling through space like 
and yet like yeah it's very it's very strange right like it's right. very hard to quantify like couldn't you think couldn't the dragons just teleport through space and time and just go to a different like if it's one of the shards um could omega just do that as opposed well, to like having to travel to a whole nother like system in space right, right. so if the if only the source was sundered then we've got the source is one planet with mm -hmm. 13 reflections mm -hmm. right and then beyond the source is actual space with countless other worlds and apparently there's a near world out there yeah, yeah. and Great. there's the a dragon world out there yeah. like like are uh, you, what is what does that mean <laughs> No, that's what I think too. That's but I mean, they until they yeah. decide what they're going to actually put down in stone, we have no idea. Yeah. So, um, um, last yeah, week, so, um, I I talked about right going back to other. Um, yeah. Triple triad was a lot better than I was expecting. Mm. Um, Dra drafting triple triad is fun. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I feel bad because we really I I feel like uh, until Aldino kind of tried to like set us straight like, last week. Draft is fun. Um, uh, we were just like whatever. It's like triple triad. They spent twenty minutes talking about it during the live letter. Who cares? And Aldino's like, it's gonna be a game changer. I'm like, all right. Like if you say so. And I tried it, and it's awesome. <laughs> Draft modes in in card games are just it they really they are a is. lot of the fun. Like yeah. building the deck in real time, you know, it's it's kind of fun. I would I would absolutely recommend. I mean, it, it's one of those things. Like, so it's it's on a, a a timer, like a two hour every two hour timer, like ocean fishing is, right? Um, but if you're not doing anything and you're logged in, just go do it. Just give it a shot. Um, it's it's been great. I, and go I do the really, no ocean fishing it. for us and let us know if it's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, That's it. Uh, I, I appreciate the fact that uh, with things like ocean fishing that were recently released, we are getting a pretty like current update. It's not like they were like, here's mm -hmm. a thing and we'll revisit that in two years. No, they're they're updating yeah. it. And I, I haven't had a chance to do the ocean ocean fishing. And, and I think part of me is because like, you know, when it first came out, I, I did a little grinding. I got the mini and I got them out. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go back into it, but I I am hoping um, that for people that maybe didn't get that the first time around, um, and then you know the interest in the content kind of died down and made that harder to get. I hope that people are getting another shot now to try and get those rewards. I remember shortly after five point three came out, I actually introduced a, like a new group of people to the game that hadn't been playing it, and uh, they they got distracted by ocean fishing. And literally mm -hmm. never finished the MSQ. Yeah. They oh. ocean fish, I, I never they ocean fish to their heart's content spent... and then we're done. Yeah. Like yeah, I spent way more time doing that than I <laughs> yeah. ever would have thought. Yeah. Well, all it, right, it's then. it's great. It's great content. I yeah. 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 I mean it's something to do um, and it's good to have it's good to have that. Um trying mm -hmm. to think of other other Monk. other categories. That, there, is the, uh, there is the uh, the new Monk classic UI. Oh yeah. Oh and Monk, yeah. Yeah. I was just uh, well, gonna say, as a total, just a little toss in. I like the new housing items. I like all the yeah. new gear. It gets fun and diverse. I hate that Vera mm -hmm. still can't wear the headpieces. Yes. But as far mm -hmm. as like, the other thing, like the new gemstone vendors and other stuff, like yeah. I liked the little additions. I really, I really like all the housing items and stuff that they put in, and uh, I think they were they were great choices. Good gear diversity. Brooke's been out. been grinding fates now to get the. Uh, yeah, I, I need to MR. do that. I've been watching. Been. I've been watching Rook do it, and I'm like, oh man, I never actually unlocked the vendors myself. Right. I'm so glad I, I did that uh, at a time when when I mean, 5.0 came out. Some of the stuff from them can sell for pretty decent. Yeah, like, definitely. You, if you if you get there and you get it, you can just turn them over, and it's like 
it's a pretty decent way to make some gill on the market boards with the housing items and the special things you can like the crafting items and stuff that you can exchange for. It just takes a thousand years. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you those, know, if, uh... if you want to make a little shrine to everybody's new favorite villain, you can buy uh, cartons of milk. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I actually. Oh my god, Fusion. It's so funny that you said that because. I when I was looking at the housing items, I was like, look at all the cute things that they added. Oh look, cookies. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I never I never thought I would ever have such a visceral reaction to having a carton of it's milk. Be kids growing up now, their mom's like, Alright, time for your glass of milk. No, I don't want to turn into that guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen um, what milk what is, goes to people. What is your favorite city fusion? The name is not coming to my head. I want to Amarat. say Amdapur. Amarat. Yes, Amarat. Amarat. I have an Amarat. I had an Amarat light um, that yeah. I put up on sale for a million gil because um, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with it, but I bought it. Uh, so I was like, hey, if somebody wants it for a million gil, then they can have it. It sold for a million gil. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. If you have gems, you can make some. I money. just have I have a couple yeah. of those. I, I, I what I what I did do though that I, I think it was really cool. I took the uh, I got the painting of 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 the Tempest of Amaranth, and I took the the zodiac statue from from Hades, mm -mm. and then I put it kind of off to the side, and then I got a spotlight so that the shadow of Zodiac Ooh, goes onto the painting. That's nifty. Look at you I, with I your eight around. Points. I don't play around yeah. with my housing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got we did get those the the display cases. We talked a little bit about those last week. Since it's not mm -hmm. really spoiler, right? It's like here's a display case. Um, those were kind of nice. Um, the new UI. Did you try I, the shelf still, thing? I did try this. I or no, no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> I will though. Um, the new UI, I still have it on. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay. Very like, blue. It's, I want to point out. I still out. think it's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um about the classic UI is um it's high contrast. It's actually yeah. an accessibility feature as well. Like a lot mm -hmm. of people saw it that way. Uh but yeah, it's high contrast. Um and with it being as blue as it is, it's actually really great for people who are red green colorblind. Mm -hmm. Um huh. so the not, well, only, not only is it nostalgia, <laughs> yeah. it's it's an accessibility feature and I'm always I had, excited that hadn't even that. occurred to me. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, think it's it's still for me just just a little bit bright, right. but I, I, you know I still have it on. It's something different. It's it's refreshing after playing this game for six years with the same UI. Because who uses light UI? And that's just I mean I, I know somebody that does, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I can't either. I see in chat the uh, question: Have you tried or have they tried? Have we tried the dungeon visit system uh, explorer mode? I, I haven't done it myself, but I have a lot of friends that have been in there to G-Pose. And they are G-Posing. They're yeah. just doing their best life. They're yep. living their best <laughs> life right now. And yep. I really love the fact that I can go into stuff now and I'm like, oh, I could do a, I could do a screenshot mode of this one. Ooh, I actually have an upcoming RP that's going to be set in one of the dungeons. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we can just go in. We don't yep. have to do all the nonsense with, you know. I was So that's Although, really great. Mm -hmm. It still has a timer on it. Yeah, still does Yeah, I, um, I was gonna say, any any patch that gives me furniture, I'm usually happy with. So mm -hmm. bouncing up for because I'm like, yeah, furniture. However, that ancient mm -hmm. sink, ancient antique, antique sink antique. comes from yeah. submarines, and I don't have that 
area yet, so I can't get a new sink for my kitchen. <laughs> who's like, who's like in a submarine going out and being like, "Hey, that's a cool sink that's <laughs> down at the bottom of the ocean." We it's should an antique, I guess. I don't back know. with us. Um, okay, fantasy games. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, monk. Yeah. Monk. Mm. Let's do it. So, I need to try it. Yeah, I, I want to try it. Uh, you know, like from what I hear, you know, like like I said, it's been super busy for me. I'm I'm usually like living on the places where you would to to find out these informations. We kind of <laughs> when we talk about things like DPS and and such, we kind of just go, you know, the places where you would go to find those. Um, yeah. But uh, the consensus that I see is that it's much simpler to a lot of people's chagrin. Yeah, the burst is better. It is better if you have less uptime. I mean, it's not as bad. Not saying that it's better if you had less uptime, because it's melee, you need uptime. Mm. But it's a little bit more forgiving in that manner. And whether it's a nerf or a buff, eh, kind of a nerf, a little bit. Yeah, little I've bit. heard it was a nerf. Yeah, it's it's mm. close, but not really. Like, the, more, the less uptime you would expect to have for a fight, the more damage you would do compared to last time, right? So it helps you on those fights, but if you're just going all out, it's a it's a decrease, right? If you have the time to go out, it's a, it's a decrease, yeah, slightly, and it's it's very slightly from what I know. Um, People are wondering why they didn't just have the uh, like, uh, what's it called? It's not an ability because mm -hmm. that's the thing we hit the buttons for, the trait, the grease um, yeah. lightning trait. Why didn't they just give that the uh, buff that having full grease would be rather than? lifting potency on everything mm. uh, i don't know well it, you know they they have an idea of what they're planning for 6.0 adjustments yeah. at Fair. this point i'm sure so probably something to do with that would be my guess we can i every time i see like you know the rework of a, a job come along and it's it, it always ends up being like a more simplistic version of it let's talk yes. about warrior mm -hmm. um or astro with the cards to make it easier to play <sighs> i ex I, i've always i always expect that the 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 other the other side of the trade-off is that the content and the mechanics will keep you more engaged to yeah. make up for it mm. and i don't feel like they always meet that mm -hmm. um that balance or that promise because when when they decided that all all healers are only going to have two or three if you're lucky dps buttons <laughs> Um, it was so that you didn't have to focus on DPS because you would be able to focus more on the healing that needed to happen and then gave you content where the healing was actually pretty light and you had a lot of time to just glare, glare, yeah. glare, glare. Um, and I feel like the same the same could be said for like, you know, okay, Monk is, Monk is easier to play. Um, now, it, are there harder fights for Monk to play in? Not this um, and I'm really hoping that, um, but I don't know if how many abilities they plan to give us mm -hmm. in the next expansion, if they plan to give us abilities at all. Um, right. Because like with Monk specifically, every expansion has been, here's a quality of life to keep your Grease Lightning up. Mm -hmm. Now they don't even have that anymore. So yeah. who yeah. knows what's coming? Yeah. It's, um, you know, they want to, they want to, they want to raise the floor, right? How much damage a mediocre person will do in this job. But they keep lowering the ceiling, too. And it's, you can't, like, I, it makes yeah. sense. 
but you want to expand it. You don't want to like you don't want to just shift it down further towards minimum because then you start to get bored. You want to expand. You want to lower the floor, raise the ceiling, or keep it the same at the very least. And yeah, they've just continued to lower that ceiling, and that's part good, but part really bad for the people who want to raid because you're into the optimization of raiding, right? The clear mm -hmm. doesn't matter, right? Yeah, we cleared it. Cool. That's great. We got the... That's good. We may even be world first. But then comes the optimization, which is a lot of the fun. The re-clear, the getting to the... The getting past the enrage first, the first optimization. But then after that, when you're re-clearing, what else do you have to look forward to? These fights aren't that... Strats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? You do all that because you're trying to get the damage, right? There's... You start removing the, the upper limit or how hard it is to get to that upper limit. It's not as... It's just not as fun. Yeah. You know? And that, even if you're not, like, a hardcore, yeah. you know, parser or things, right? Yeah. Because, like, it's funny, Aldino, because I think a lot of my raid mentality is almost, like, not... It's almost the opposite of what you said in mm. that clearing is sort of key for me. And I optimize naturally. I'm like, I mm. want to pay attention to what I'm doing and go through it. But I am not that person that's just, like... Every single, what was my parse? Am I purple? Right. Am I get purple parse? Like, I, I hate the whole parse discussion. Like, right. I think parsing is a really good tool. And I think it's totally fine for people who want to use it. But, like, I I do not like to constantly, like, triple, quadruple check my numbers. Yeah. And you know, as long as I do what I need to do and we're getting through and I feel good and it's not like I am pulling the team down, right. I, I personally don't tend to focus on it. But that doesn't mean that I don't like classes that let me dig into mm -hmm. them to really really have fun and learn how to play them super well like you can do that even in a dungeon you yeah. can do that in any content where you're just like oh how can i be really good at this class like how can i play this class and get like with astrologian and stormblood i loved it because i'd be like how can i just always have my cards ready and this right. and that i'm gonna put this and then i'm gonna do that and and like that was super fun for me even if i wasn't always that person that was like how many DPS did that one change give me? You know, like you can still have fun and let your brain like noodle around puzzles in a way that is engaging. And it doesn't always have to be exclusive to just like high end parser, savage raiders. And I think that a lot of times people assume the two have to go hand yes. in hand. And I know yeah. that's not like what you specifically, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, a lot of times I hear that, that like, oh, well, classes get dumbed down because casuals can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no <laughs> it's like no it's no. the forever challenge of trying to balance so that both the hardcore and the casual can enjoy it's, the content it's so difficult right i mean we already have jobs that you would be like no don't try that if you're new and monk used to be one of those right you would say uh yeah try, maybe try yeah. a melee another melee first to get the hang i of mean it. Mach machinist used to be that too yeah oh, machine used to be that yeah too. you know it's weird because we're, we're talking about we're talking about like this this and yet I feel like Machinist is in a really good place, and it yeah. probably has the least, actually does have the least buttons of any job. Yes. Like, She's on so bar, least now. buttons of any job. But, but like, I actually feel like I'm still doing stuff mm -hmm. with it and finding the best ways to do it. Like, um, so it's not necessarily we cut out buttons, but I just, I don't know where, where the, where the, the line is with, with, mm -hmm. with some of these jobs. I would really, because when when I talk about like jobs that I tell new players not to play, it's Black Mage. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Black Mage is insanely super fun, super easy as far as like yeah. here's the rotation, but the second you start throwing in now now move, mm -hmm. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I, I want the game to continue to have challenge. And more importantly, I want more challenging side. God, I would love a mythic dungeon system. I'm Absolutely. sorry. I know. Yep. I know I every agree. time this question's brought up, Yoshi P just kind of butts up against mm-hmm. it because it was like, well, we can't balance it around four players. Okay. How many jobs do we have in this game now? You keep adding jobs. Some jobs will just stop being taken to content at all if it's if it's yeah. challenging at all. If we were to stay in a four person party, like let's 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 be honest, what mm-hmm. you, get, you know, make it a five person party. DPS queues get shorter because three DPS get taken in per tank instead of two. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, yeah, we don't need to be World of Warcraft exactly, but the idea of having con- more content to challenge yourself at to throw yourself at that does. It doesn't necessarily have to be ultimate. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And like, even having seen that system in WoW, having seen a system like that with the scaling fractals in Guild Wars 2. Yes, yes. Like, yes, like it's so fun. And for people who like, you know, like me or like anybody else that enjoys the overall kind of flow and feel and design of dungeons, it gives you something else that like you can work towards. And I love feeling like you're working through and you're progressing, going to different tiers and you get to reuse stuff like, but it's fun. And they're like having that smaller unit, it does feel more directly. Like we can all work together really closely to do this. And I I do think it'd be something for them to really consider. And people have been asking and they've been playing around almost in the other direction with like these big, you know, instance maps and the sort of open yeah. dungeons with Castrum. And now we're going to get this trial that's like, that's uh, a whole new thing that has a ton of people. And like, I'd like to see them bring it the other direction and mm-hmm. do just a party and do a like mythic dungeon. <laughs> like, yeah. that'd be so fun. I think that'd be a great, I mean, because you look at, I mean, how many people are doing Castrum now? Yeah. Like people are having issues getting groups through Castrum and it's tied to a quest line. So, yeah. Yeah. You and know, I'm also over here like, oh, yay, Bajda has dangerous mobs, but gives you no reason to actually focus on the mobs. Right. <gasps> like. Hey. Hmm? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, okay. Yeah, what, what was... No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that there's dangerous mobs there, but no reason to actually focus yeah. on them. Like, there's. Like, so it's not like this is open world hard content because it all just leads into people queuing in the cast room and leaving the rest of the instance alone anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my, my gasp was kind of for a silly thing. We learned that the way you say it is Bozja. Bozja. Really? From, I think, one of the uh, Emer- Emerlepin? I, I honestly yeah, don't remember somebody, which cutscene oh, it was. Somebody oh. said, that, said it like that. Yeah. Somebody I'm in sorry. a cutscene somewhere said Bozja, which is funny because I've yeah. been saying Boja. Yeah. Boja. Okay, yeah. okay. Boja is... Yeah. Bozja. Bozja. Okay. Okay. I mean, let's not yeah. forget this Makes was a sense. podcast that started off on Orzopedia.com. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. I'm, I'm not like trying to correct anybody or anything. I was just really excited that they no, finally no. Pr- pronounced it somewhere in the yeah. game. Yeah. Another another place where voice acting would help. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. and of course, then too, there's like different dialects that will say things different. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it can always be a little bit, a little bit spicy. Yeah. Um, tomato, tomato. But... As long as you understand what they're saying, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Halone. Halone. Yeah. Halone. Um. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So other content. And everything else within it yeah i think overall we got some decent stuff this time mm-hmm. around um there's a lot of things yeah i'd love to see them keep doing with additional content but i, yeah, I felt i felt like overall pretty good and we have some more mm-hmm. kind of other content coming up in the uh 
next sort of interim patches. So yeah. I, I think it was pretty solid, especially for a patch that I think already featured, you know, big PVE stuff with the raids and dungeon and right. um, trial and so on and so forth. <laughs> Justice in the chat. Blue Mage. Oh, yeah, Blue that Mage. was a thing yeah. that happened. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, <laughs> but that's actually something that like I'm waiting for the point five for for the other yeah. content. It's like you know you got Blue Mage, you've got the the forty eight man thing, mm -hmm. you've got like um, so that that's where I'm like ah I outside of quality of life is always good, and I'm always yeah. gonna give a thumbs up for quality of life. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it. Yeah. Like yeah. you know little little it. side things like taking you know screenshot modes and dungeons like that's always gonna be a thumbs up for me. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, the new ga collectible gathering, which I have not touched yet, which no. apparently is I, greatly I improved. I found yeah. one node when I was out getting a treasure map. Um, yeah. It's it's a pretty slick UI. Like, yeah. it, it shows the ring, like, as you hover over the abilities in real time, it'll show you, like, what how it'll go up by and mm -hmm. stuff. It's, it's really nice. The UX is great. Like, I, I have a lot of hope that... As we get more things, um, you know, they're going to keep revamping the UI for some of the things we already have to be more like that, to be more reactive. Um, sure. That'd be amazing. I feel like we uh, already talked about maps uh, last mm -hmm. time pretty solidly because there's no spoilers there. So. It's, just, it's more, it's more just of know what that happened. come to expect and it's it's fun. Yeah. 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 We need and, to do uh, maps instead of uh, instead of raid last week because people are still trying to, you know, get through storylines and, and yeah. stuff like this. Like, yeah. Let's just do some maps. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll run through the numbers then. Uh, for me, it was a three. Was I a three? I'm pretty sure I was a three. Um, depending on how I feel about these uh, void things that you guys keep talking up, uh, maybe I should have gone you, you with can, the void, but it's too late now. The, who, yeah. You can tell who's done the void quest or, or, yes, or knows more of the void can, quest sure. by, yeah. the, by the scores. <laughs> But you know, and and that is part of it too, right? It's yeah. it's this this content you really good stuff. It's cool that it's there, but also like don't make it a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah, right? it's true. So. It's very true. Yeah, I I give it a three out of four. This one, um, I mean, I think honestly, yeah, if I had done the void quest, probably be four out of four. I just haven't had time to do them yet, which is really unfortunate. Um, and I even have them unlocked. Like it's not as though I could yeah. just hop in. So I feel uh, extra pathetic. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I I gave I gave it a three, but only because of how how much has to be put in to actually access the void quest. Mm -hmm. Like if mm -hmm. this was just the void quest category, it would have been a four easily. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um but because it's such a broad category of everything and I feel so strongly about the void quest and it's gated so heavily, mm -hmm. um, it's a three. Yeah. I I cannot hide my bias towards the first now that we're at the <laughs> end of Shadowbringers and just the implications that arise from the quest. I like it's it's my favorite part of this patch. It might be my favorite part of Shadowbringers so far, honestly. Goodness. Just the the implication and where it could go. Okay. I love it. Okay. I absolutely love it to death. So I gave it a four. I, as, as somebody that I can was agree. excited about yeah. potential things because of maybe Cloud of Darkness fight in Eden yeah. and then just got punched in the face by it instead, yeah. I'm excited that you're excited. So yeah. I think, you know, uh, 
you know, it makes I me want to go up my monk, but mm -hmm. maybe I'll get my scholar done and do those roll quests yeah. instead. Just think, just thinking about that makes me want to knock another point off the raid point yeah. that I gave because <laughs> thinking of what Cloud of Darkness could have been, and then doing the void quest, and thinking even more of what Cloud of Darkness could I have know. been. Like I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a tough situation that it's so gated because, like I said, I had to watch it, you know, and mm -hmm. ever like as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, whatever. And as it goes through, I'm like, why can't everyone do this? You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I have to stick with my four because they didn't destroy Monk too. I was very concerned <laughs> that they were just going to absolutely destroy it. Um, as someone who just enjoys more com complexity in the game, like even if it's a, a job that I'm not playing, I really like it, so... Yeah, I geared it up. I was like, I'll, I'll, maybe at some point, like, I'll, I'll be able to... Because I haven't really leveled monks it's like 1.0 mm -hmm. like it's still sitting at 50 so you know i got a glam set up i got my my kettle nexus uh hand-to-hand -hand things out dun, dun. but now uh, yeah. i think i need to spend my free time getting my my scholar and my roll quest finished up because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm excited for seeing yeah that is um that is going to give us a total score for patch 5.4 79 out of 100 um okay. you may Five. be thinking but how does that stack up against everything else? Lucky for you, I had that same thought before we started today, and I made a slide. So, <laughs> uh, that is going to put it in fourth. Um, mm -hmm. 5.0 uh, was a 92. 5.1 was 85. 5.3 was 83. Uh, here, then we had 5.4 at 79. 4.5 at 77. And 5.2 at 77. So you can really see how pumped we were for the expansion, how still on that hype train we were for the first patch after the expansion, and then the rest of it. Yeah, and then, you know, know. 5.3 goes back up, though. It does go back up. Yeah, it I feel it like, it goes back I feel like up. this is pretty accurate. Yeah. I, it's funny to me. I I need to rethink everything about 5.1 because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like now, looking back at it all, for me, I probably would have gone 5.3 highest. But right. Like, it's, it's so interesting. Well, forget what other content and other stuff can yeah. And it's really interesting, too. I mean, because you really have, uh, you know, it's it's opinion based. It's also, you got to look at, you know, the state of the world at the time. How how was our mindset, right? As objectively mm. based as we try and be, sometimes was slip Dungeon and, and... part of MSQ or not? That makes a big yeah. difference, too. That's, I mean, that's a thing was as well. Right. Match, so, you know? yeah. Was it yeah. crafting so when we didn't care about crafting? I'm actually yeah. now trying to remember exactly what was in 5.1. Yeah. Grand Cosmos. Uh, oh, yeah. Grand okay. Cosmos. I'm surprised so, that we would have passed Grand Cosmos. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that it still came in above 5.3. I think it's because yeah. 5.1 is... Was it? Was that the beginning of Ishgar Restoration? When did Ishgar Restoration start? That's like that a question. That might have been 5.1. I, I don't yeah, like go read the review and find out. It's probably listed. In there. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, honestly, like yeah, um, five five point three stands out for me. Um, the scores I gave on five point four, um, had a lot to do with me mentally comparing it against other point fours, because mm -hmm. SE yeah. really likes their pattern. So I'm yeah. like, okay, so where does this stand in relation to what they've done with point fours before? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's um, that's a great way to approach it. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Yeah, I'm seeing pixies. Uh, 
<laughs> like, oh, I really like the Pixie yeah, looking West. Looking at 5.1. Pixie Beast Trap yeah. was good. Yeah. 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 And the main Square story next, man. They're like, yeah. okay, so the uh, downside is we're going to go down to one dungeon a patch, but also we're giving you a playground. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was the near patch, too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, is there anything else? I mean, we are at, oh my gosh, almost three and a half hours. <laughs> now that's. Uh, I don't think so. Ooh, that's a beefy, no, I mean, I feel like we really, here. I feel like we covered it. I feel good. I feel good about our coverage of 5.4. Yeah. All right. Um, before do we your, give do our, your our. Yes. Do <laughs> yeah. Do the, do Tomorrow the quest. on the agenda. Apparently, they're mm -hmm. very good. Get your things leveled. Um, before we, we do our, our usual sign out here, Pook, would you like to give any shout outs, tell people where they can find you? Uh, I'm at Pukajitsu everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch is all at Pukajitsu because it's apparently a very unique name. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I stream five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, MMOs, a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, story-driven content. Um, and I would love to see you. Go hang out with Pook. Pook is the literal yes. best. Pook is the literal best. Pook is so cool. I, I love just like watching other people's streams and then just Pook just like shows up. And it's like, hey, what's up, Pook? <laughs> He's so cool. All right. Um, if you want, you can email us, aetheriteradio at gamerescape.com. You can tweet at us at aetheriteradio. You can find us uh, on Discord, discord.gg slash gamerescape. Uh, we also have an Aetherite Radio channel on there as well. If you want to come and talk to us about the show. Please uh, talk to spoilers. us. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a, uh, a, a spoiler channel uh, right now for 14. That'll probably be gone pretty soon here after we get that review up. That's usually the, uh, the kind of cycle we run with that. Um, you can also uh, find us uh, Twitter and Facebook at Gamer Escape as well. Um, thank you to everybody for, for hanging out with us today. Um, Pook, thank you so much for joining us as our ah, guest. Thank reviewer. you for having me. Seriously, this was a yeah. blast. Yeah. Um, we are taking the next two weeks off. Uh, some, some holidays are coming up and you know what? We're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're just gonna take some time off and, and hang out and, and relax. And you should too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Treat yourself we will... to something else. We will be back, uh, gosh, what is that then? The, was it the 9th? The 9th sounds right. Sounds the 9th. Sure. Yeah, we will be back on the 9th. Um, hope is Lorecast, uh, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We got to, you know, everybody's taking breaks around the same time. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how, you know, people are taking a little extra, extra break uh, this year. You know, everybody, I think, deserves it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but we will be back the 9th, uh, regardless of what we're talking about. So we hope to see you then, and uh, everybody have a good happy holidays, happy new year, all of that, and uh, we'll see you back here in 2021. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.